0: Hello, it's uh, that time of week again, when everybody asks the question, uh, Jason and Kalen and Steven, uh, did you ever notice that the end of your names all end in N? And also, hey, did you see this one? If you're wondering why it took me so long to say see this one it's because i forgot the word i was looking for but then but then i was like oh this has been going on for a long time so i'm just gonna keep going but hello everyone! i gotta say
1: that was one of the smoothest intros i think you've done yet
0: well thank you i'm i should probably just use that going forward i was almost gonna mention that it's my birthday but um i didn't i want to every one of those that we make could potentially be used for later things and i will address that right now and say that i apologize that i haven't been keeping up on the youtube uploads um it's just life man just life caught up i got into a groove where i was able to put the podcast out at a like i was growing you know i was putting out audio episodes i was doing this and doing that and then you know life just hits you in the fake in the face like a stack of uh potatoes that's not a saying um and then here we are but It's week three. It's the final week of my birthday month. It's a little, short, little shorty because there's only three Weird Al movies and I wanted to cover Weird Al's filmography. So, um, hello and welcome. Hello. Thank you for, for coming. I'd like to welcome my co-hosts as always, Stephen and Kalen. And it is true. We do. And I'm Jason. and We all have the last name, the last letter of our name. Being an N, and more so, they all kind of end in like a N sound. Jason, Good Kalon, Steve. It's come to
2: this, has it? <laughs> where this is how we have to start our episodes. Look. Why don't we intro the movie?
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're right. Okay.
2: I am enjoying it.
0: Oh. Okay. Well. Also, where can I, I, I mean, I have noticed potatoes. that before.
1: It's done wonders for you. I want. Where do I get that glow?
0: What glow, me?
1: the well you said you got hit in the face with a sack of potatoes or a stack of potatoes A
0: stack of potatoes
1: <laughs> and uh i was just wondering where can i get a stack of potatoes because i want that glow as well
2: well, well first you got to get yourself a sack of potatoes yeah and then stack them you stack
0: plastic them. or paper play player play player <laughs> um it's been one week since we looked at me uh that's that was fun i am talking about the weird owl movie weird an al yankovic story from the year 2023 starring daniel radcliffe Rachel. this is maybe
2: one of the newest movies we've ever covered
0: possibly Ooh. and also we do oh have a, spree with
2: the other one
0: we do have a spree was pretty new too at the time uh but that was even still a few years old the yes. thing about this movie that's interesting is before i conceived the idea to do a weird owl month We do have a month coming up that's going to be new movies where we're going to cover like Cocaine Bear and Megan in the summer, and uh, this was actually one that I was going to pitch for that month, as it is very new. But since I decided to make you guys watch every weird Al movie in existence, and luckily for you, there's only three, unlike Trey Parker and Matt. I love Hawaiian shirts. Five. Um, We did it, and we we watched them in relative order well we watched them in order in perfect order <laughs> i would have liked to do uhf first and then complete al because complete out like this movie feels like a recreation of a lot of ideas in that i feel um, to
1: put them back to back though i don't know maybe, maybe it was better sandwich
0: yeah maybe it's better to sandwich but this also has a couple of elements of uhf in it as well which we will talk about and more in our episode covering this film Um, but
1: you know what? We can end the pod right here. I loved it, it was amazing. I, it might have, it might
0: be a perfect movie. It's pretty good for like, as far as like a, I guess, if you have a
2: specific like cookie cutter idea of what a perfect movie is, then yeah. uh Oh, here
0: comes Steve the Fun Police. (laughs) (laughs) You
2: better shut your filthy mouth if you're gonna call something a perfect movie.
0: Look, it goes Scarface, American Psycho, Weird, the Ali Yankovic story, and then Fight Club. Those are the four great. Clockwork orange. And And then Do have any cool,
1: like, Mount Rushmore
0: type of uh, tourist attraction? They should. And I Listen, I also like, nice like this movie,
2: so <laughs> I'm not trying to ruin your fun.
0: I know. I'm just kidding. you just give me a hard time. Um, but that said, we will talk about our. Uh, you know history with this movie i'll just go first since it's my birthday and i get to do what i want because i'm a birthday host birthday what a birthday host boy birthday Are they
2: gonna say because i'm a narcissist <laughs>
0: birthday, <laughs> host with the birthday most birthday most with the birthday host uh sorry that was too much uh i watched it, what, it came, the week what do you have how much do you have how much what do i have the most
1: host, i guess <laughs>
0: Um, I watched it when it came out late last year, and then I watched it again today. In my history, what feelings
1: do you have from when you first watched it?
0: I okay, so the first time I watched it, I thought it was too short, and this time I watched it. It it felt like when you rewatch a movie like way too close to the first time you ever saw it. It just kind of even if I wasn't like taking notes, it's like it wasn't time yet for me to rewatch it. You know, but that said it's still a great movie it's undeniably good like and funny and like genuinely funny which is hard to to do for me to it's hard to make me laugh at a movie in a genuine way like consistently because i i've just like desensitized myself to comedy for so long especially when it's
1: a you know it's a parodied like you know uh you know all the
0: you know all the gags like that's yeah. another th- it's kind of like a like i was talking about last week with uhf kind of like a mel Brooksy kind of um airplane the guys that made airplane yeah. and and uh the police show with leslie Nielsen. it is
2: absurdist comedy
0: absurdist comedy thank <laughs> you
1: is that what it's called well
2: yeah yeah when ridiculous things are happening like it's a cartoon show kind of thing like 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 when he's like, "I thought I told you to shut up," and like punches the accordion seller in the face, and he flies (laughs) directly into a tiny, tiny (laughs) little picture. Yeah,
0: yeah, (laughs) yeah. Which is one of my favorite parts of the movie. How mercilessly he beats up this poor salesman. Anyway, played by Thomas Lennon, who is amazing. Um, That said, um, Steve, why don't you tell us about your history, your long, (laughs) engrossing history with this. Epically- well, I mean, I
2: have, I've, I had watched this film. movie so recently that I was like, I don't even know if I need to rewatch it today because I've seen it so recently, and it's not something that I need to like reabsorb everything. So I kind of threw it on in the background today. Um, but yeah, I, I saw it when it first came out. I unfortunately, Roku does not exist for me, <laughs> so I have to, I had to steal it because it was like impossible to see it elsewhere. Um. Some of these streaming services need to figure out their distribution, man. It's so you're isolating yourself so heavily.
0: Yeah, I um, went to work today, gung-ho, to watch the first hour on my lunch break. And luckily I had it on my computer from when it came out because I had downloaded yeah. it because I didn't want ads. <laughs> uh, I, you can't get Roku unless you have a Roku device, either an actual device yeah. or a Roku TV, which I was like, they don't have like a just a streaming weird. Ch- website channel. How did you watch yeah. it, Kalen?
1: Uh, well... <laughs> I will say this when I have I hope they make
2: no wait I'll
1: save that for the end
2: Arr!
0: okay Steve sorry <laughs> go go ahead sorry
2: Uh, yeah I mean if, if they have no other option like I'm not gonna go buy a Roku device to watch one movie you know like do they have a lush catalog of films and television that I should be paying attention to at this you're point you're missing out yeah well I don't have either so I had to steal it unfortunately um I hate doing it. I always try to find a way to not to rent it somehow or to buy it, but unfortunately I had to.
0: I and watched UHF the reality. last week on my TV, which is a Roku TV. I bought
2: UHF yeah. on my Xbox and I was like,
0: whatever. But the thing is, is like I didn't even I didn't even consider that you couldn't just go to the Roku channel website. I was like, oh sweet, it's already on my TV. I'll just hit play. Because when this movie came out, you get ads for Roku Channel, and they were advertising UHF a bunch as well. Right. Um, I'm surprised they didn't put the complete owl on there, but we all know why that movie lives in YouTube only. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, the first time I saw it,
2: I enjoyed it. Second time I watched it, I also enjoyed it. So it's good. It's a fun, fun story, funny story. Lots of fun cameos ridiculous concept just taken to the you know hyper uh sort of realization of how can you make things as ridiculous as possible without it being like dumb and having it still be you know funny
0: orders up ding yeah
2: but it's like i like that kind of comedy right where it's like it's so hyper violent and the action is so well choreographed but like the concept of the fight itself is what is absolutely ridiculous, but not the fighting. It's like they're fighting in a diner and he's like John Wick fighting people. Yeah. (laughs) This is supposed to
0: be weird. Al's true story. And he's he's doing the fucking Rambo to Paul Escobar's fucking crew. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kalen, give us your extremely long history with this film.
1: I will. I will. Birthday boy, Jason. I will give you my extremely long history with this film, which started ages ago. And by ages, I mean a couple weeks when we had those few weeks off. Um, We had a couple weeks off, and I had this movie on deck in preparation for the coming weeks. And I was like, "Ah, what's that word when you can't wait?
0: Just anticipation, I guess. No, no, it's like,
1: what's the sinful word or whatever? Like uh, Anyway. So, impatient, yeah, impatient, yeah, impatient, yeah, no Lord. temperance, no temperance. Um, anyway, so I cracked and I watched it and I loved it. And then I watched it again the other night, uh, to so I watched it a couple weeks ago to watch it. And yeah, I was like, just like, no notes or anything like that. It was just first time viewing. And I messaged you guys, you guys, we talked about it. Uh, I watched the other day, took notes, and then watched it again today because I like this movie so much i could keep watching it more and more still
0: i feel like kaylin you're the kind of person like you put you just put movies on and fall asleep or just chill out and that's put not what i did on. with
1: this one but what I i'm only saying do is
0: that... i feel like you have rotations of like i i've known this about you for years like from when we first met fucking 14 years ago now or whatever but like you just have movies that you have in rotation when people come over to chill you just put a thing on and it's you're probably the last five movies you bought. And I can totally imagine this being a movie that you're just like is in your rotation. Like you'll just put on when you're chilling with friends or you're when saying. you're just yeah, yeah, yeah. you get this off work and you just want to put a movie on to like smoke one and have a drink. Like, and this yeah. is perfect for that. This is one of those things where it would have been really fun to watch with you guys. But it's also really fun yeah. to watch on your own, which is the opposite of a lot of the like horror movies we do where they're infinitely more fun to watch with somebody else than to just try to like analyze by yourself because a lot of horror a lot of 80s horror especially is fun and funny but like it's infinitely more fun when you watch it with your friends and this movie goes both ways is my point it goes both ways it's playing the accordion in the closet in the closet you say
1: you don't have to stay in the closet any longer you come on
0: out come on out of the closet i'll say kind of like a nice little uh you know Not so subtle message about that, which is good. So little tip of the hat, little tip of the hat to the gay man, and the gay woman, and the trans, and the. I think now
1: you're making it worse by trying to the
0: spectrum of sexuality. Did I do that right?
1: That sounds good. I got an idea. What's your favorite type of pencil?
0: Uh, Two A. A. Okay. Isn't that what he says? He's like, I need a number two pencil. I don't pencil. want his
1: answer. I want your answer. What's your favorite type of pencil?
0: Oh, I don't really... I never really paid attention to pencil types. I do. Steve's an artist, so he he knows.
1: I figured Steve would
2: have an answer for this, and uh, I, know, I have. I, I have many, <laughs> many favorite pencils. I do like the point... Top
1: three. Top three and why?
2: Okay, well, number one, or I guess we'll start at the bottom. Number three is a... I believe a 2B. It's like a thick uh, lead and it's good for kind of like rough sketching stuff out. You just lit up
0: like I lit up talking about Final Fantasy. I just want (sighs) to point that out to you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And then I'll use an HB to go in for a little bit more detail and then I'll use what's called a gum eraser, which I actually have one right here. Ooh, I know that. Oh, wait, that's not a gum eraser. It's my headphone case. Oh, that's silly putty. It basically is like silly putty. And uh, then you you use that to go over top of your pencil marks. It's called. It's a technique called ghosting. So you basically like fade it all out, and then I'll go in with a mechanical pencil with a .005 lead in it to get really nice hyper details in there. And then I'll use some ink.
0: No, that's four. I said three.
2: Yeah, but (laughs) ink is not a pencil, you fucker. Damn it, (laughs)
0: fucker. When I was when I was when I would draw in like high school, I used to draw what I wanted, and then I would use one of those it's go to the art store and get those mechanical or, like, almost like, mark, almost like a Sharpie, but really fine.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah.
0: I Sharpie think pen.
2: Needle. Kind of like micron?
0: A, micron, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, I have, like, a billion Micron pencils. Because <laughs> they make those, pens. they
0: make like a giant range of them, right? Yeah,
2: they have some that are brushes. They'll have Isn't some there one that's, that like,
1: like, long so you can get, like, wide and thin?
2: Yeah, it's like a brush almost, so, like, you can, like, yeah. I have so, a bunch of them right here. So oh, here's
0: is, one. This is the. Ding. It's a tiny guy. This is the uh, the part it's of zero zero five. The part of the weird Al Yankovic story where we talk about pencils, <laughs> and I wonder why. Listen, we... some people might find this interesting. It's true. It's true. We do have. You one. You know what? I find this right weird. Now. It's Al. It's Yankovic.
1: This is weird as Al.
0: So it's all Al. Compared to the other two movies, like, this is pretty weird, but it's more funny than weird. Complete Owl is just, like, it's weird. Like, it just, you, you're like, Ugh, the whole time, for a myriad of reasons. And then UHF is, like, you can feel that era of Weird Al in it, and this feels like... It this, also
2: has a more traditional sort of story arc.
0: Yeah, this feels like the, a lot more like Walk Hard, where they took a story arc from these these kinds of movies and they filled it in with like the opposite of what you would expect for the whole thing. And it kind of starts out traditionally, right? Uh, We do a, we do like a halfway through the movie, Intro where he's getting rushed into a hospital, and it's kind of like the old. It's Weird Al doing the narration. He's kind of like, Oh, I guess you he's kind of doing like a gravelly, like I've been, I've seen a long road. Um, even though he's dead, which is a spoiler, but Weird Al is Diedrich, dead. <laughs> Diedrich Bader, I think, is his name. Who the Oh, was narrator? it Diedrich? Was it Diedrich Bader? I thought it was Weird Al, but you're right yeah Actually, it's the guy
2: from what's his name drew carey, the show. drew carey show and he does batman i think now office for...
1: space he's an office uh, space yeah napoleon dynamite
0: yes um he's in lots of things that's funny because i knew that and then i forgot and then i t- all day today i was like that was I, he sounds so much like weird Al. anyway my point is is um he's doing that we get a narration from al um and it starts yeah quote unquote, and it starts halfway through with him getting rushed into a hospital. And before we find out what is about to happen, uh, he says, "Well, we've gone too far. Let's go back to the beginning." Also, I want to point out, um, Lin Manuel Miranda is the. Uh, this is the. We get a cameo like right away. There's a cameo in this movie by uh, by uh, Josh Groban for like one second where he plays a waiter, and that's the kind of cameo you're going to get in this movie. Is that the filet one? that's yeah like he come, like he's the waiter when him and madonna are like you know
1: when that happened i was like the waiter's like uh here's your fillet or something like that and i'm like here's your floor because he slams it on the floor
0: that might have been a better moment or maybe not i don't know it's that's not what happened in the movie <laughs> but i do like your uh i do like your interpretation of that moment um right so f- rewind like Kalen said all the way back to the beginning and we get uh, a kid weird Al kid Al Yankovic Alfred Yankovic the casting for this kid was amazing because you um, you see well we saw in the complete Al these like same pictures they show at the end of him as a kid yeah um but that kid the, the casting of this kid looks that looks like a kid weird Al it's pretty uncanny and uh we get the parody of the biopic where like you know he wants to play the accordion and she the mom's like the, you know your dad doesn't want you to do that and then he you know al leaves the room and she finds the she finds the fucking uh Hawaii hawaiian shirt, shirt. yeah <laughs> she's like that was funny i like that it's like finding a porno mag or a, a, yeah. a bong you know um which i thought was really good a nice little turn of the tables. A little turn of the tables. Now, the dad is played by that actor who's in, like, so many things. Uh, do you have his name, Kalen? I know you said you wrote uh, Toby Huss. Toby Huss. Uh, I know him best from Halt and Catch Fire, but he shows up a lot in shows as, like, either, like, an old, hard-headed guy who won't yeah. change or, like, a, just a dickhead. He plays a complete dickhead in... Uh, in animal kingdom in the flashbacks uh but he 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 plays a wide range of hard-headed old man to old man who is an asshole typically nice. but he's been in he's been in like if you look at his accolades he's probably been around since the 80s he's just been around forever um but he works al's, al's dad works at the factory and there's a running <laughs> gag through this whole movie where it's like what do you do at the factory You'll you find make? out you work there, <laughs> and then you just never find out. It's kind of and like he works there. He did. He was working there when he asked. Finally,
1: Bill couldn't find out.
0: Yeah. Um. And then we the, the we get that scene at the co- at the dinner table where Al's like, "I want to play music. I don't want to work at the factory," and the dad's like, "Oh, you think you're funny? You think you're funny? We'll sing a song," and canonically. This is the first Weird Al music, and it's a parody of Amazing Grace, <laughs> but it's, it's Amazing Grapes. How sweet uh, the taste, uh, which is great because in my head, what I know about Weird Al is that he came up with the parody when he was around this age, and I think he has a brother in real life or something, or he would say that, like, I, I've, I've heard him in interviews say that, like, he came up with parodies in this in this way when he'd been on a long road trip, and he'd be hearing like kind of like movies today or back then there were only a few songs and a few movies at a time you didn't get like you know you didn't have spotify where you can discover a whole new genre of a thousand songs you had like and you, you don't, don't have
1: years and years prior exactly to yeah
0: you had 20 songs total so <laughs> he'd hear the same songs over and over on the radio and he'd start to he'd start to develop these parodies and I like to think that his in real life, his parents took him to fucking church and he'd hear Amazing Grace. And I, I like to believe that Amazing Grapes is based on a true story. I don't know if it's true, but I know that like my my bologna is based off of maybe bologna. not exactly how it happened in the movie, but pretty similarly, the Knack song was playing on the radio all the time. Um. Anyway, we'll get to that. We're, we're we're gonna move we're gonna move through this at a quick pace. Can I because... give
1: a can I give a shout out to some of the best parenting advice you can give? Yep. Uh, stop being who you are and doing what
0: you love. <laughs> you hear that, Steve? Give up on your dreams.
1: <laughs> no.
0: Okay. <laughs> Be an office manager. Um. All right so this is where we get the great scene with thomas lennon he shows up he's the accordion salesman he gives al, al answers the door he gives al the accordion he says play it al goes mmm. and he's like, and it sounds <laughs> awful and he's like oh kid you're a natural he's kind of got like a uh, he's kind of got like a carnival barker kind of a vibe to him he's like ah kid you're great um
1: also kind of remind me of cat in the hat a little bit sort of
0: yeah i can see that i can see that
1: Energetic and uh, just kind of like like welcoming, welcoming himself in kind of thing.
0: Exactly. Well, he's trying to imagine how hard it would be to be a traveling accordion salesman.
1: This is yo. He's probably Jack, man. Muscles like (laughs) lifting accordions around.
0: Probably. Isn't that part
2: of the story that's like weirdly sort of true? I do believe
1: you are correct from what I read.
0: The part, yes. His parents were very. they weren't anti anything. They were very nice people. His dad definitely didn't work in a nameless factory. I don't know about the I, I I don't know about the Amish thing that we'll talk about later, but I know that he didn't work in a nameless factory. I think they were teachers, in fact. Or something like that. And they were very like when he wanted to take up the accordion, I think they were very supportive of that because it means that he wouldn't be out hitting bongs. Yeah. And, I heard there
1: was a salesman though.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Like a salesman came yeah. and just, it, but it was more like a transaction where they just, he came and he's like, Do you want to buy this? Right, company? right, right. And right. I was like, I love Lawrence Well. He didn't <laughs>
1: get beat the fuck out of him and, you know, dying on the floor. And he's asking for help. And they're like, Sir, we're having a moment. We're having it. a moment.
0: Well, I'll talk about that right now. So this guy's selling, trying to sell the accordion to the kid. And fucking, the dad comes in in his fucking tank top, looking all like <laughs> ready to bare knuckle box. And just. Well,
1: to, to be fair. He was about to tell a kid he was going to be swimming in pussy. That's true. If I was oh, that. Guy, yeah. I, that. Dad, I mean, know. I might, punch, like, I don't know. He's you like, kid,
0: you're going to, he plays that one note and it sucks. And then he's like, <laughs> kid, you're going to be, you're going to, you're going to need a lifeguard because you're going to be drowning in so much. P-. And the dad fucking rocks him <laughs> and then uh, just beats him for a solid 40 seconds, just in the most hilarious, yeah. just smack, like smashing his brains. And then uh, boots him and then leaves and then the mom comes in and while the dude's laying on the floor like you said kaylin uh the dude's just like can i get some help i think i have a collapsed lung and and the mom is telling al like you know your dad your dad just you know he he just wants the best for you and he thinks that you're gonna waste your time with uh with music and al's like well i just want to play music and then that's when that's when the salesman says that like can, can you just we're, we're having a family moment here Very uh speaking stuff. of
1: family moments my uh, uncle uh partakes in the accordion is he good at it <laughs> you know what i'm gonna call him up and hang out with them and hear him play the accordion so i'm not sure if i've ever heard him
0: if i had a family member who played the accordion i would be coaching them to learn weird owl songs and then singing the songs
2: <laughs> or you could get them to co- coach you to play the accordion and you could just do both
0: oh yeah that's much, that's much better That's much. wait that's much better. So i'm gonna better
2: force it. my uncle to learn weird song songs so i can scream the lyrics at him
1: hey sometimes playing and singing is hard
0: <laughs> and playing and singing is hard i never learned how to do that i play the bass i can't can't go boop 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 because it's like different
1: different beats almost
0: yeah yeah, I imagine it's easier to be like a frontman lead guitarist who doesn't like do solos, just a jin jin and sing. But rhythm guitarist. Rhythm guitarist, yeah. Lead <laughs> <laughs> guitarist is the is the soloer. Thank you. I'm Hey, did you guys hear this one? Where we talk about music. Hey, did you hear this one? <laughs> that would be a good podcast if um like music wasn't instantly decent D DMCA'd constantly right yeah we could do it on tiktok we could do a music show on tiktok we'd get no viewers it not that you hear haven't.
1: that tiktok viewers <laughs> stay stay uh, stay tuned
0: no i don't do that anymore <laughs> i haven't done it i haven't gone live on tiktok in so long that they revoked my fucking ability to go live on tiktok
1: what do you still have a thousand people
0: no like they revoked so there's like a an app on the computer that lets you go live from the computer oh and that you need to do things to maintain, like, go live a certain amount of times a month. Anyway, um, they, d- the dad beats the fuck out of him over the devil's squeeze box, is the note that I wrote. Um, yes. So, they... Okay, so th- then the next bit <clears throat> is... We, uh, Weird owls on the bus the the two friends are like hey al and you think he's gonna get bullied mercilessly but it turns yeah. out he's got lots of friends and everybody likes him and he's cool and i i was wondering if that's a slice of reality maybe weird al didn't get bullied a bunch because i never hear about him talking about getting bullied
1: i was thinking the opposite i was thinking basically everything that happened in this movie the opposite of what actually, is what actually happened
0: like he was in love with Madonna, but she wouldn't give him the time of day, and he tried. He like tried to offer her the the Yankovic bump, and she was like, "What are you talking about? That's not a real thing."
2: Yeah, I think that uh, there's lots of little bits of inspiration that are taken from reality, and then they just make it crazy. Like next I don't thing think it's tell like me,
0: next thing you're gonna tell me, Steve, is he didn't write "Eat It" before before Michael Jackson wrote "Beat It."
2: Yeah, see, like that's hilarious. That they're like, in the movie he made the song first. And like to the point that I was like second guessing, I'm like, that's not true. And I was like, wait a minute, of course God, nice. it's
0: not true. <laughs> it worked, so well, then it did its job. There was one moment though that that I don't know for sure. So you know in the in the in the party scene where the guy from Queen Oh by
1: the way, right quick, tap uh tap tip of the hat to honorable title mention when they first say weird 31 minutes 42 seconds sorry for interrupting that's
0: okay that's okay so you know when the guy from queen who's played by the guy who plays uh polka dot in the suicide squad and he's also in the dark knight and stuff he comes up and he's like i'm the guy from queen um would you like to play live aid and he was like hell no but then in the song at the end, he says, "Except for, everything in this movie was a true, except for that one part about Live Aid, where that's actually I actually did play in Live Aid and we killed." Yeah. I think both of those are lies. <laughs> which yeah. Is like so many layers, because I don't think yeah. I don't think Weird Al played at Live Aid. I'm Maybe all, he wanted to play. This super and meta. They Let him. Yeah. yeah they wouldn't let him, even though he like I don't think he has five platinum records, but also like I'm pretty sure Weird Al did really well musically like sold millions of records <clears throat> are you looking up if he played at live aid <laughs> i
2: mean blew them off the freaking stage
0: yeah um yeah so they they pa- they paint Al cool was my yeah. point um the uh turn of the tables again right the, his friends tell him to come to this party tonight um Turns out to be a polka party, which we'll get to in a sec. And they say, just... He's like, I can't sneak out. He's like, you don't have to tell... I can't tell my parents. like, you don't have to tell your parents. You just sneak out. He's like, I can't sneak out. Just leave a hey boy. And this hay boy gag, (laughs) when I watched this movie for the first time, I thought it was the fucking funniest shit. And today was Did you never do that as a kid? No, I never had to, because my mom didn't care and was drunk. Um, So, can I interject a little story? Oh, my God. You Tell me you didn't put, like, shoes in your bed.
1: Well... No, not that extreme. So I uh, I don't remember the exact specifics, but my there w- my mom had some friends over, and then and they were like staying for the week or the weekend or something like that, and then one of them took something from the other one, like kind of jokingly or whatever, and they were like withholding it from the other person, and then um, so when I you know, I was little, I was a little kid, I got sent to bed, and I had uh, a stuffed animal that was essentially the same size as me, put that in my bed, you know, put the blankets, you know, made it look all kind of proper as much as possible anyway. And then like, I, like I found like some hiding places and was like doing some like covert operation and like stole back the the shirt or whatever it was for my mom's friend and gave it. And like, I think I took it. And I think I stayed hiding for a while, something like that. I don't know. I remember they were like, ah, because they checked. When I wasn't there, like, when I was doing the covert from A to B, they did go check in on me, and then they're like, oh, he's fine. And then we talked about it, like, I don't know, either the next day or the next week or something like
0: that. You know, uh, I just want to give you a little tip about storytelling, Kalen. Make it better? No, it's not even make it better. It's, like, more, just more details.
2: (laughs) Here's what I – in my
0: head, what you just said is you – decided to pretend to use a stuffed animal to like make you the size of a i don't even know really what happened make it story. look like
1: i was in bed sleeping yeah it but it was my were you boy. the
0: one were you the one that stole the thing
1: no 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 no. no. so this is tied into the hey okay so you're the gonna never, mind. never like uh a...
0: you're gonna give you're gonna give steve a fucking aneurysm
2: here's my tip about storytelling make sure the story is actually interesting before you
0: tell it okay that's a good that's a good advice but my bad for continuing on with that anyway i wanted to make a point about the hey boy and the hey boy thing is extremely funny to me because of the way that it's like that's a thing like that's a thing that people do um and also it really reminded me of like tim and eric for some reason i don't know how much tim and eric you guys watch but they had these fake commercials. Um, for Cinco products and the Cinco products were always like, they're supposed to make your life easier, but they add, just add a step to everything that you have to do. (laughs) So it's like, I'm not going to try to recite them because I hate telling other people's jokes, but anyway, go check out Tim and Eric, you'll see a Cinco product. And it's always like, tries to make your life easier, but adds a step. And I feel like the Hey Boy is sort of in line with that because what you could do is just use your, Stuffed animals in your clothes to like make it look like there's somebody in the bed, or you can be extremely elaborate, like Ferris Bueller, (laughs) and like make a string that pulls your blanket up and down and a snoring sound, and like a tape that plays if the door is turned. Uh, the hey boy made me laugh, is, is my point. The first time I saw this movie, I will say I laughed way harder at all these jokes. But it says a lot about this movie that on a second viewing, so close to the first time, and not watching it with somebody else, I was still like sitting at my desk or at my couch, just like grinning like an idiot. Um. Also, when they put Al to bed, I, or I, I think it's his parents that say this when when they put him to bed. He says the mom says, "Don't let the bed, uh, good night, and don't let the bed bugs give you night terrors." I thought that was really funny. <laughs> Uh, Anyway, the next bit is the kids are having a party, and they all love polka, because kids in the 70s obviously loved Lawrence Welk. Another turn of the table. And Al's there like, I don't want to, if my parents find out that I'm a polka party, they're going to lose their shit. And the kids are like, whatever, man, go get the thing. And of course, you think it's going to be a bong or whatever. And they're talking about all this, like, you could totally just insert Led Zeppelin... And, and Black Sabbath for the music they're talking about. Uh yeah. and the, the accordion is just a bong and when they like, yeah,
1: kinda of like double speech or whatever. Yeah. Like double yeah.
0: Um and they're when they when they're trying to coax him into playing the accordion or hitting the bong, uh they're just doing the chicken dance at him, which I thought was a really funny little little thing. Is the
1: chicken dance an accordion song?
0: It's yeah. a polka, yeah. It's a yeah, polka, it's a but it's polka also song. got dance moves. So it's like everybody's doing it. Um, which is a little ripple that I that I kind of pulled out of that. But anyway, like that. Weird, that,
1: that's,
0: yeah. when Weird Al hits the bong or plays the accordion, he's been secretly practicing for years So at this point. So he's a legendary at it, <clears throat> which I think is another like ripple of truth because I think Weird Al has just been a gifted accordion player right from the beginning like obviously you have to learn how to play something but he started so young that i think he he may have just adapted to it extremely quickly he might have been lonely
1: that that's the good thing about learning things at a young age
0: absolutely it is um if you're watching this and you're a teenager pick up an instrument it's not too late but you should you're, you're getting there
1: <laughs> just like uh just like in star wars and padawans
0: sorry Stevie made a face that's like don't shit on people's dreams to play guitar in their 40s Honestly,
1: some
0: people could... don't learn until they're adults that's true i was gonna say like in 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 context that if i was to pick up a guitar tomorrow i would suck and i could probably learn a thing or two but i don't think i could become a virtuoso at guitar at the end of my 30s hmm. maybe i could who knows in fact tomorrow i'm gonna take up the guitar in my. New... i mean
2: you could also say it for anything it doesn't have to just be music
0: that's true. That's true. I practice makes the 10,000 hours principle is a pretty solid thing to look at when you're like learning something. Cuz if you do anything for 10 10,000 hours, you're going to be an expert. For instance, I've played video games for 10,000 hours, but I've played cert I've not played FPS for 10,000 hours, you know? So I'm not that good. But I've played JRPGs for 10,000 hours.
2: On easy mode.
0: I don't play <laughs> easy mode. What are you talking about? You can't even play JRPGs on easy. they got one uh, <laughs> Fucking shots uh, fired over the bow by old silent over here. <laughs> oh, we can't do that on
1: his on the birthday boy's birthday day?
0: No, trust me. The, the prime time to rip on Jason is a special event. The rest of the time is just whatever. He'll get his. Um,
2: yeah, video games are also more of a thing that you do for narrative enjoyment like watching a movie right i don't know like if you're if you're going to become a master of video games by playing I was thinking
0: them because the you don't become
2: a master of movies by watching them because i know a lot of people that have probably watched over ten thousand hours of movies and are still illiterate when it comes to cinema
0: <laughs> okay that's fair caitlin no yeah, Kaelin, you're I was pretty thinking about good that the other day though
1: when it comes to video games when you think about it you're just pushing buttons like, if you, if you ignore all the other shit, you're just pushing don't, buttons. Don't, That's
0: fucking weird. Don't give me that realization, because I do have that realization sometimes. Especially when I'm playing rhythm games, and I'm yeah. like I'm just pressing buttons to a beat.
2: I mean, it's the same thing when you're watching movies, though. It's just as weird that you're sitting there watching at a glowing <laughs> image box.
0: I'm in that That's moment true. today, <laughs> sitting yeah. fucking one foot away from my computer screen.
2: Like if aliens came down and didn't know what television was they would think that we were all being hypnotized by something every and, day for several hours you know a lot of a lot of
0: like philosophers uh during the era of the invention of television were like that's going to ruin society you know it's going to ruin it in a, in a lot of ways now what we do is this so yeah <laughs> TV did kind of ruin society in a lot of ways, but also has enhanced a lot of things.
1: Um, yeah, I gave it that Yankovic bump.
0: Yeah, give it the Yankovic bump. Thank you, Kaylin, for putting us back on track. Anyway, the kids are having a poke party. They're having a poker party, and they're hitting that sweet, sweet accordion. And I love that. Uh, I love that the kid picks it up, and the other kids just playing fucking what's it called sticks? Pick up sticks. What's the fucking? Dun, 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 dun. Jacks
1: oh no oh 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 Chopsticks.
0: chopsticks yeah yeah he's playing chopsticks while the other guy like manipulates the fucking blowhorn part i don't know what it's called i don't i'm not an expert at accordions maybe if i played it for ten thousand hours i would be um but then al's like they're like why don't you try and then he plays and blows all their minds and then the cops come because that's what happens at a teen uh a teen party and one of the cops is scott ackerman Host of Comedy Bang Bang, which is a great show, the Funnier Die circle, and the Comedy Bang Bang circle are, are almost a circle if you if it's a Venn diagram. Um, and a lot of the people in this movie are fans or friends of that show, and friends of Funny or Die. Funnier Die was actually originally created by um, Adam McKay and Will Ferrell. Um, they wanted to make a Streaming, like a YouTube channel kind of thing, <clears throat> where they could have better content. I don't know if Funnier Die still has original content being made for it. I don't even know if it's really even it's still a, a like a more more than a like a movie production company at this point. But like they produced Between Two Ferns was another. I movie. think I have their board game. There's a Funnier Die board game. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I'd like to know what the premise is for that.
1: It's kind of like um, not exactly *Cards Against Humanity*, but like in uh, that
0: in that vein. Yeah. Um. So the police bring Al home, and his parents are very furious, and he gets a Folsom with his dad, who's like, "If you were playing the accordion, okay, let me back up a little bit." So he's like, "I heard there was accordion there." and Al's like I'm so good at the accordion. I can't believe that you would like stomp over my dreams like that. And the dad's like how are you so good at accordion? And Alice basically like I have been practicing very quietly. He's like you've been practicing in my house under my roof. And he's like yeah in the closet. He's like in the closet and not it's a very thinly veiled um thing. And then uh and then he's like oh in the closet and then he realizes that that's where the accordion is and he brings it out and he smashes it to bits. I wonder... My heart
1: hurt a little bit.
0: Yeah, that sucks. It sucks a lot. I'm sure many kids had their skateboards broken, their guitars broken, uh, more intensely kicked out of the house for being gay. You know what I mean? Which is what I thought was going to happen when I first saw the movie. I thought that they were going to do make a joke about him getting kicked out at like 14 or whatever. Which might have not played as well, you know. It might have been a little bit too hardcore. Yeah, I think they knew where where
2: to yeah. draw the line in terms of like the allegory that they were going for. It's just like, yeah, let's just uh, let's just make
0: a funny joke and then funny, move forward. Yeah. And then basically, they fast forward to his college years, and then they, but he just says, like, you know, it was a hard l- last couple of years in that household, but I did eventually graduate and move to California, or move to uh, like what's what uh, what's by the water.
1: Uh, it's not, it wasn't
0: yeah like venice beach um los angeles basically so that's when we get the home alone of it all in my opinion when we get this daniel, is the home alone of it all i think when daniel okay. so there's two home alones of it all to me in this when daniel radcliffe appears but then also it could be <laughs> it could be debated that after he has his uh acid Hello, trip yeah. and becomes an asshole Oh, and it becomes like he becomes a dick, and then it has a redemption arc. Um, so I don't know. What did you guys think? Did you? I say the Bologna. As soon as, as soon
1: as the My Bologna, that's the home alone adult.
0: Okay. How about you, Steve?
2: Yeah, Yeah. I would agree with that. I think as soon as he, as soon as he makes his first parody song, as an adult, and realizes that he's on to something, or like his dead eyed roommate from (laughs) the (laughs) Unbreakable franchise realizes that. He has yeah. his moment there.
0: That guy I know f- most, the, his buddy that <laughs> plays the bassist, who plays Jay Levy, is um, he's also on that Animal Kingdom show I was talking about, and he's a dead-eyed weirdo on that as well.
1: He's got an awesome, this way. is it him or someone else?
0: So Bermuda, wine, Bermuda's the drummer, he's the voice of reason, the guitarist is the guy that doesn't say much with the curly hair, and the yeah. guy that has like the the long hair who's like you know so it's like what do you want to do and like sometimes i just go out onto the road onto the 101 and i close my eyes and drive on the wrong side of the road and just i don't care what happens that second mom and dad that is yeah <laughs> that <laughs> that's, that was hilarious that's the guy from a bunch of stuff um yeah he was the he's the most recognizable like actor who was in a a cameo in this besides Daniel Radcliffe in my opinion. Maybe Rain Wilson, but even Rain Wilson felt a bit cameo-y Even though he's third build. And uh Rachel Evan Wood or Evan Rachel Wood um is basically she kinda hides in this role. She disappears. Because she doesn't usually play, like, somebody who wears, like, a shit ton of makeup. She usually plays, like, a pretty... She does a lot of indie movies. I'm thinking of Kajillionaire, specifically. Did you guys see Kajillionaire?
2: No.
0: I think you'd enjoy it. It's kind of a movie about um, this girl who was raised by, like, schemers. Like, uh, con artists. So she becomes extremely proficient at being a, a con artist. So when her parents like can't do a scheme or like a, a con, they get her to do it and she's just extremely good at it. But then she kinda realizes how shitty they are. She's been indoctrinated by them for so long. It's kinda like a it's kinda like a black comedy kind of thing where it's funny, but like Ugh, you know? Right. Um that's where I know her most from. I know that she's been in like a lot of things, but I digress the part here that i wanted to talk about is that the first thing we get is he he, he's walking down the beach and he wants to be a musician he wants to write his songs that are who would want to listen to i'd already written the song with the lyrics changed what kind of sick freak would want to listen to a song that's already been written just with different lyrics, which is a thing he actually says later in the movie after much like I think his dad says it at the beginning.
2: I think that's also in the the trailer, the fake trailer, the fake
0: trailer. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that speaking of the fake trailer, um, I noticed that Aaron Paul is actually thanked in the special thanks part at the very end of the credits. And Aaron Paul actually played his part. Just for the people that don't know, actually played his part in that original "Funnier or Die" sketch. And let's just talk about that for a sec. It um, follows basically the same beats as this movie. It's only about five minutes long. Um, but the thing is, is when that after that came out, the reason why this movie got created is because people pined for it for so long that eventually they had to go. You know what? We got to make this thing.
1: Give the people what they want.
0: Yeah. And they did have, like, they did have Aaron Paul in mind. But I think... We should
1: keep that in mind when we want to get things done.
0: Have Aaron Paul in mind to get it done for us? Bitch! <laughs> Science bitch! Jesse! Jesse, <laughs> we have to cook! Sorry.
1: Can I say that uh, the My Bologna kind of whole sequence, uh, I thought the editing, like, it, the the... So, like, in movie magic, it's, like, a thing repeats in your mind, which they kind of do, they start off with, but then they, like, do a little spin, turn the tables where it's actually happening the radio's repeating it. And then, and, um, was that?
0: Yeah, we can go into that now. That's, that's... And then, So, yeah, so basically, the... what happens is they're sitting around after... Well, okay, just before... Caitlin, hold that thought. All I wanted to bring up was that... He he goes to an audition for like a punk band called like Nosebarf or something like that and he does a cover of um, Beat on the Brat by uh, the Ramones and they're like "You," he's like you suck and that's another cameo by that guy he's on Superstore. he's been in a bunch of stuff um and it's hilarious he gets uh he gets um sort of defeated again And then they're sitting around their apartment. He's like, I have my, he talks about, I got these roommates and uh, me and my roommates all had big dreams to do different stuff. And that's where we get the one guy who's like, I'd like to play the guitar in front of people. And the guy's like, and the other, his other buddy's like, "Ah, sometimes I like to drive down the highway with my eyes closed on the wrong side. (laughs) Yeah. And Al's like, I want to write songs. I want to write songs that already exist, but with different lyrics. Uh, (laughs) And then he's like, well, that's a pipe dream. And then his friends were like, can you make us a sandwich? And he goes in and he sees the bologna and he says, Hey, you know, can I use this bologna, Jay? And he's like, uh, so it's the line from the song. He starts making the bologna sandwich. And then my Shrana by the knack comes on the radio and then Kaylin, go ahead. I caught us up to what you were saying.
1: My apologies. I thought I, when we were talking about the kid from, uh, unbreakable, I thought we were there. But yes, continue, continue we do what you're <laughs> saying. We get the the initial movie edit, uh, like the movie magic of oh, you know, it's you're we're in his head, and it's it's repeating in his head. It's like oh, he's got this tapeworm or whatever it's called. Something's brewing, but then we get the turn of the tables. Whereas, like, no, the radio is just, like, it skipped the the, the record skipping on the and radio. Like
0: and I like how Bermuda hits, like, he hits the radio, like, hey, come on, wake like up! Like, that's
1: gonna fix it. Yeah, I think he's,
0: because <laughs> he, he goes, like, oh, I think the DJ's asleep, and he hits it and goes, wake up! um And then that's, yeah, Weird I was looking at the baloney and he's saying... He, kind of
1: like, yeah, inspiration hits, uh, who's that, uh, the muse or whatever? Yeah. Um, and when uh, his buddy's like, oh, I just got chills. As he, like, I got chills as, what? like, the editing of that scene was, in my opinion, fantastic. Like, it just, the the sound, just everything.
0: Also, there was a great line that made me laugh out loud both times watching this movie, where I think Bermuda or Jay say, Al, you got something here. I don't know if it comes from God or the devil. (laughs) I think that's a little, it's a little intense, but... And, and both sure. in the context of the mo- in the context of the movie, yeah, but definitely both. And then Bermuda is just like, what are we, you know? We have to record this." and He's like, "Why don't we record it in a bathroom? That's got great acoustics." So that's we just get a sequence that I assume is like a shot-for-shot remake of what actually happened, of like people coming in and out of like a fucking gas station bathroom or or a bus station bathroom while they're trying to like record this uh, this parody. Yes, um, my
2: bologna true. I have a list of true and false things here.
0: Yes, Next. I did. I did know that's true. Okay, your fact-checking. My Bologna
2: was, <laughs> yeah, recorded in a public bathroom, just not at a bus stop.
0: Oh, okay. I thought it was a bus station specifically. The um, the good thing about this movie is it caused Al to have to re-record a bunch of his classics, and I. Think, I was wondering that. I think why it's why the why the songs they use in this are so specific must have something to do with them being his biggest hits they're definitely his singles but like i i don't know why they chose amish paradise i think it's because that was the last time he had like a really high on the billboard charted song it's been a while since people who are weird Al, me for instance uh forget that weird al for the normal pop culture person just comes and goes over the years you know like he'll pop up be like oh they made it weird else back with a parody i have felt him being gone but people don't realize that he's gone during this whole time in the 90s he was constantly around he was part of pop culture and i feel like he peaked at bad hair day i think bad hair day was his biggest like the highest he would he went he did he was doing much music much uh al tv um al music you know he was making cameos in movies he was doing songs for movies like the song from spy hard for instance what
1: happened in his real life in 85 because doesn't he die in 85 so maybe something about 85 has significance well
0: 1985 was when he would like popped off
1: oh so then maybe that's okay yeah
0: well he got shot at the grammys and then came back as a zombie apparently that's right, that's what i learned from this movie is that if they make a sequel to this they're just gonna be like oh he's a zombie it's gonna be thriller
1: it's gonna be uh <laughs>
0: <laughs> i think it'd be funny if Weird Al did an album of retroactive parodies <laughs> like just his one of his final albums of his career is like these are the these are all the songs i wanted to do and now that all the artists are dead i can do them because who cares i think that would be a funny thing but he's got more respect for artists than that it, you know who it's fu- it'd be funny if there was a dickhead weird al like a like an anti-weird al who made just as we good get a little parodies. snippet
1: in this badass weird al was fucking bad no, i don't
0: mean that though i mean like if there was a parody artist who rivaled weird al oh but had like ruthless tactics like didn't ask the Nega
1: for... Negaduck duck to his uh it seems like,
2: like a like like a nick kroll character or something, yeah. you know.
0: <laughs> I don't ask for the fucking right. Yeah. I just do <laughs> You ask for permission? <laughs> yeah. But, um You know, uh Richard Cheese, he just does lounge versions of songs, but that's very much like could yeah. be considered
2: I think that a lot of it like I, I hate to sound like the the old man who's like, kids today, their music is bullshit, but I feel like there's like there comes a time in a person's life where maybe he's just not able to find yeah. the this the song that he can parody anymore because it's like music now is is a lot it's changed completely yeah. from what it was in the 80s and 90s and even early 2000s and like i can't really imagine what kind of music he would parody i think he now. could
0: parody billy eilish i think he could parody yeah. but like it's can parody
1: it's... jay beebs
0: Justin Bieber even's kind of, like he could par- he'd like do a yeah, he could have like, done
2: that in 2011. It's true, yeah. <laughs> like, he
0: could parody like um, and he did. He put he put Baby Baby in a polka, but he could parody like um, the boy like BTS, uh, Harry Styles. Um, he could parody Nickelback, Avril Lavigne because they're both they both exist in this current era but nobody they do they're making new kind music of, exactly <laughs> this I mean? current
1: era are you talking about right now or yeah. are you talking in the present sense of a past sense? no
0: in the present sense they both they've both recently put out music um but you're right the main pop music is what we hear on tiktok
2: yeah and that kind I of music doesn't it, really yeah, lend it's
1: sentimental man a woman
2: pump me up lizzo
0: he could parody so. lizzo
2: yeah, I get, yeah, I just I don't feel like it lends itself to parody as well as some of the other stuff that yeah. he's done in his career, you know? That's right.
0: true. And that's even his last couple albums, they were more there were like the couple parody songs. I mean like two or three instead of like five. And then a polka, a pastiche, a style parody, a style parody of old bands that he never got to do back then. Um and I you know, I think if Weird Al could put on an album in twenty twenty three, it would have to be this kind of thing or be like one parody one actual parody and then a bunch of like paying homage to old music and he's never been that he's never been just paying homage to old music he's he tries to stay current but if you're right steve i don't think it's like you sound like an old man i think that he's i also don't think it's impossible 65 yeah i just think
2: it's like maybe he just doesn't have interest in doing that he probably has no
0: interest in covering ice spice Or Ty Ty Dolla Sign, you know? (laughs) He probably doesn't... You know, he probably doesn't... He probably can't turn Amigos' song, which is all about doing things to strippers. He probably can't kids bop that into, like, a funny song about lasagna.
2: Pizza. (laughs) I can do it right now. (laughs) We're not saying it's impossible, Kalen. We're saying that he doesn't want to do it. (laughs) Weird Al
0: has such a specific way that he writes his like lyrics. He doesn't just change the chorus. He he parodies all of the the flow. The story arc or whatever. The, yeah, he parodies the whole flow of the song. There's um in one of the documentaries I saw saw him or we an interview from over the years. He, I've seen somehow I've seen his diary like his like fir- the when he first writes a parody and he starts mm-hmm. to write it out. It looks like a map where he's mapping like the original words to new words he's going to use and how they're going to tie. Like he writes it like a, like a comedy act almost. Yeah. And and not just like you've like, like we were talking about the complete owl episode, how there's, there's shitty YouTube parody artists, like the key of awesome who literally just make it, they hit you over the head with the joke for the whole song. But if you listen to a weird owl song, the chorus is the hit you over the head part. But then you listen to like what he's doing and there's a lot going on there um i think one of the best examples of it is foil which is a parody of lord her song royals and it's just the three parts of the song are just three different uses of tin foil yeah. you know what i mean and it's stupid and it, but it's funny what like
1: fish on the barbecue
0: no, like uh, he's got one. One of the like pros, making a hat
1: to protect you from aliens.
0: Yeah, one of the pros is about that. One is about like f- the food element, and I I can't remember. I'd have to look at the lyrics and to explain it. I'm not. This isn't a Weird Al podcast, although that's a good idea. Put that if it, you want to hear me talk about Weird Al for hours and hours, I'll do it. Um, Does it talk about when it shocks your teeth if you have fillings? I think so. Listen to the right. listen to the song foil. It
2: shocks your teeth. Are you putting tinfoil in your mouth? I don't are well, you okay. supposed
0: to do that? It wouldn't it might not shock my mouth because I've had all the metal taken out and replaced with uh, Resin. Like enamel or tooth or whatever they use nowadays. But <laughs> in the eighties and nineties they filled your teeth with like a metal that if you chewed on tinfoil it would hurt. Gross.
1: My apologies to our younger crowd.
0: Yeah, they were like, "What are you talking about?" That's I've literally never had that in my mouth before. Like your your filling could pop out and it'd be like this little piece of metal. It's fucking weird. And also the like, there's that myth that you could pick up radio stations. That I don't know if uh, it's totally a lie. Just saying. I think there could be some truth to it. Welcome to Jason's. I thought that was braces. I think it's oh, the combination actually, yeah, of know, braces right. yeah, and so. metal in your teeth. You oh, can pick up um, Chinese radio stations, specifically Chinese ones, specifically <laughs>
2: yeah. the spy channels. The spy channels.
0: Apparently, they were spying. Okay, I mean, everybody's spying on everybody all the time. We're not privy to that information, though. Um, and then okay. I did
1: like how much he enjoyed. Uh in listening to his own music when he brought it to the CEO of uh, the
0: music. Well, company. we're not quite there yet, but I, I do want to talk about that because the next thing that happens is uh, they record that and then they send it to uh, Dr. Buffoon or whatever. Right, right, Mr. right. Mr. Right. Buffoon. I don't know if it was a real person.
1: No, um, I think that's... Uh, I think they're twisting some truths there.
0: Well, it's because he did originally send it to Dr. Demento and... Dr. Demento is a huge character in this movie, so they can't, you know what I mean? They had to change that a little bit. But yeah. um, he comes home. He's like, I just gave it to Mr. Buffoon, and, you know, I'm hoping to get famous immediately. And his friends are like, you can't get famous overnight. And then the radio station just comes on. He's like, I'm going to put on the radio. Radio station comes on. And like, well, I got this tape here from uh, Al Yankovic. And it's, of course, my bologna. And they're all losing their mind. Um, so they did kind of become famous, not even just that afternoon, like hours later. Um, and then I
1: like when they slapped each other,
0: <laughs> they slap each other and then they start losing their mind like instant barbarian style. They start smashing the whole fucking room. That's weird. Al Yankovic. This might be the greatest moment of hey, did to see this one. <laughs> of all time.
1: Was I distracting you? I'm sorry, that wasn't my intention.
0: You did, but it wasn't bad. Um, <laughs> this is the part where they go to the record producer, because naturally Al's like, I got something here, folks. And who's the who's the record producer played by? I gotta grab something. Tell them about it.
1: Uh, I believe the record producer is played by... Oh, would you look at that, Alfred oh. Yankovic.
0: Who's Alfred Yankovic? I've never heard that name before.
1: I think that's his real name. Is that his real name?
0: It absolutely, is his real name. I can't remember his middle. I'm only middle... basing that off of this movie. I can't remember his... <laughs> why? I
1: I didn't look up. I didn't I didn't look too deep into Weird Al, and like his specifics. But I'm assuming based off of this movie, his name's Alfred.
0: Yes, it is Alfred. He's got some middle name too, um, like Matthew or Char- something. Yeah, you know, like or Charles or something, uh, that I did know at one point. But do you know who the other record producer is in this in this part?
1: Will Forte, one of my favorites.
0: Will Forte is amazing. Larry. I'm, I'm glad he made it into this movie because after um, after he made uh, Last Man on Earth, he kind of disappeared. He hasn't really yeah. been on anything. He had a child
2: or something, and he's probably just being a dad for a little probably more. just
0: being a dad for ten years or whatever. Whatever actors yeah, who have like a pretty nice. good career do. I'm down with that. Cool, that's good to know. I saw him pop. He's in something that's coming out or just came out. Uh, I saw him in a trailer for something, so hopefully he'll be back. He's very funny. He was
2: in I Think You Should Leave as, like, a, a grown adult man pretending to be a baby. Or he's like, wants to fuck somebody over on a plane because when he was a young man, a baby was next to him and ruined his flight. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> so he sits
2: next to that man.
0: <laughs> and goes, wham! Yeah. The, but then he gets moved <laughs> to the
2: back of the plane. You're in the wrong
0: seat, sir. I think you No, should... but can I stay, though? I Think You Should Leave has... Uh... Similar energy to this movie, and also has like everybody in it. the The bit where the Fred Willard plays that like machine was that in that where he plays like the boom boom. He's
2: he's replacing the organist at a funeral, and he's playing a wacky like. a or or whatever they're called. (laughs) And he keeps breaking plates.
0: Yeah. Yeah, if you haven't seen, I think you should leave. That's uh, and you like Weird Al, Tim Robbins, Tim Robbins. Also, the Detroiters. What's the
2: joke that I take massive farts? <laughs> that my massive farts
0: are so bad that people puke when they smell them? Yeah. <laughs> Is that the joke? I don't want to be around anymore. Um, sloppy sticks. I uh, if you haven't seen the Detroiters, uh, it's not as funny it's more of like a absurdist sitcom um that's kind of endearing it's uh it's it's a comedy central sitcom so it's like it's quality but uh it's not bingeable i feel like i can only handle like one episode at a time but that's where he came from before snl and uh there's another guy his partner on that show is from stuff as well if you guys saw the werewolves within movie he's in that did you guys see the werewolves within movie is that the one with what's your face? But it's the one with uh, uh, Van Treb and uh, what's her fucking. I think name?
1: you guys told me about
0: it. Yeah. What?
1: The werewolves within.
0: Yeah, it's based. It's a Ubisoft movie based on the game.
1: Oh, it's right. No, never mind. I'm thinking of something else. What?
0: Um. When... <laughs> this is the part of the show where we look things up. <laughs> Um, oh, yes.
2: I saw this. Yeah,
0: with M- Melania Vantreb, Van who was one of my faves.
2: I remember um, almost nothing.
0: <laughs> it's basically like a werewolf mystery, and it's a very, like, we we're spoiled because of The Last of Us, but I will say that they kind of captured the essence of what it's like to play Werewolves Within. I have it for VR, and I've played it a couple times, and it's also based off a card game, but it's essentially like Among Us, but instead of like instead of doing tasks and trying to figure out who the alien is, you just have to talk to each other and figure out who the werewolf is. Yeah, I've played the card game, but I've never played played the video game. I think at your old house, I think I came over one time and everybody was playing it probably.
2: No, I think it was a work party for the escape game. Fiona brought it and we played it in uh, Stafford.
0: Oh, nice. Nice. And then I spilled beer all over it. I was embarrassed.
2: (laughs) And I'll never forget that moment for the rest of my life.
0: (laughs) We all have those moments.
2: Because Fiona we specifically said, masks. "Try not to get these dirty or wet." You're immediately like, and I spilled really... beer all over it.
0: Anyway, Weird Al, the um, record, the Scotty Brothers, which is a real thing. Scotty Bros are the first record company that gave him his uh, a deal. Um, he's like, I
1: like when he's in when he's like listening. You get like they're listening to it and like. Daniel Radcliffe is fucking phenomenal in this movie.
0: Daniel Radcliffe is such a good actor. Like a like disproportionately good actor for the role. They could have gotten some schlub to do it. It would have been fine. But the fact that he's, well, like he's a, got
2: the Potter money, man. He can do whatever he wants. Whatever he, he, wants. Never, he never has to worry. And he's a good actor. So when it's like something like this comes around, if he wants to do it, he's gonna, he's going to do it.
0: Go watch Swiss Army Man. If you haven't seen Swiss Army Man, you have to watch Swiss Army Man.
2: I think you guys told me that. I got.
0: Please go watch Swiss Army, um, man. Daniel
2: Radcliffe, for the rest of his life, will never have to worry about, like, ruining his career because he's just like, no, you, I, ha- I have unlimited money for all time. If <laughs> you want to watch
0: that. a movie that shows that Daniel Radcliffe doesn't have to do shit ever again, but also that since Paul Dano was in uh, Let the, uh, There you Will know, Be Blood, he kind of doesn't really, he can kind of pick and choose. Paul Dano is amazing. Well, Dano, I mean to say
2: that, like, Daniel Radcliffe is in, like, fucking seven movies that are still continuously horns, making money guns, to this Kimbo. day <laughs> i'm talking about all the harry potter movies
0: oh sorry i thought you were still saying that he can just do it every once but he was in horns and guns akimbo so
2: yeah no but i'm saying that those seven movies specifically the harry potter movies are going to continuously fill his bank account until the day he until dies day he, he dies. never has to worry about ever making a floppy movie
0: <laughs> that's kind of like um well, go
2: back in time to be a child actor and make a successful
0: series of films. Yeah, go be Robert Why Pattinson. Why can't I just
1: be the guy that mops the floor has, like, a heart of gold and, you know, this, uh, shit happens.
0: You know, that's kind of how Harrison Ford did it. He was just a handyman, and they were like, wow, you're handsome. Do you want to be Han, Han Solo? <laughs> I
2: mean, that's partially true. But...
0: <laughs> he was a, He was a struggling <laughs> actor, though, right?
2: He was a carpenter, and then he did line readings and stuff here and yeah. there, but he wasn't primarily an actor, and uh, I don't know if he even really had a huge interest in doing it. But then,
0: I no, think he did all the that he line no readings for in doing it. If you ever listen <laughs> to him talk about the movies he's been in,
2: I think he did all the <laughs> line readings for Han Solo for Star Wars. And then when they were trying to find an actual Han Solo, they're like, "Let's just can you just do it? <laughs> like, yeah. You're pretty good at this character."
0: <laughs> Which blows my mind that he would be on. He'd be slumming it on an Apple TV show with Jason Siegel Now it blows my mind that he would be on a TV show. He's like, I'm fucking Harrison Ford, dude. I'm sure he. Well, he
2: also has a bunch of movies that are c- gonna continuously make him money until he's dead.
0: Well, I'm hoping Robert Pattinson is similar that way because he's got the Twilight movies, which will fill his bank account from f- forever. And uh, yeah. uh, the what the fuck is that movie called? Batman. The Batman. <laughs> no, <laughs> the fucking the movie uh,
1: Half Life or whatever it is. Or
0: the uh, movie that he's in uh, by the guys that made uh, Uncut Gems.
2: Oh, Uncut Gems. Ja-
0: Uncut Gems. I have I was... no idea what you're
2: talking about. Josh what is he Safdie.
0: doing? It
1: is it the space one?
0: No, here, just one second. Josh Safty made Uncut Gems, and he made Good Time. Good time, starring oh, Robert Pattinson, was the reason why I stopped being like, "Oh, they're making fucking the fucking shiny vampire, fucking Batman." I watched that movie and I was like, "Oh, he's." Gonna Wait, you
2: it. were do? You were one of those people? I was
0: at first. I was oh a naysayer at first. I'm an idiot sometimes. I jump. Yeah. Yeah. You never. You never seen, you never seen the lighthouse? No, I hadn't seen the lighthouse yet. Also. Cosmopolitan. I I saw. I've before the, the when the Batman was announced, I had seen the first Twilight and that's it. Then I watched Get Out and then I or yeah, I watched uh Good Time and then I watched The Lighthouse and then I was like, oh, he's going to be an excellent Bruce Wayne, but his Bruce Wayne was lacking because he's like an emo, like, it's not fun, it's not a fun Bruce Wayne, it's like a Bruce Wayne learning to be Bruce Wayne, which isn't my favorite, but his Batman. Learning to be Batman in that movie, I thought was really good. I I like watching. We're
2: gonna get a fun Batman for a while.
0: No, we're gonna get a fun penguin, (laughs) we're gonna get a penguin movie that might be fun.
2: Um, fun, yeah. I mean, the Nolan movies kind of solidified Batman as like a it has to be super realistic or else people aren't gonna like it. And then the Ben Affleck movies, people were all mad. That he was killing people. <laughs> like, no,
0: I like... Guys,
2: do you ever see when uh, Tim Burton made Batman yeah, stuff some dynamite in a guy's pants the and pull him up a sire. second later? Yeah, like, uh, i pretty sure Batman <laughs> yeah, killed people. I didn't see it. Okay.
0: Batman I mean, you, don't see,
2: you don't see people getting riddled with bullets in uh, the Ben Affleck ones either.
0: I'm pretty sure that people. Batman doesn't kill people thing just comes from, like, the cartoon versions of Batman for kids. And...
2: And the the Nolan ones, the but he Nolan just still ones. does kill people in those ones. He just yeah. doesn't want to kill people.
0: He very well we bring almost... back the Adam West one. Adam West never, Adam West never killed anybody. That Batman doesn't. Kill no, me.
1: but like, can we bring back that campy? Can we bring back the pal? Joel Schumacher made?
0: brought back two. Do uh, you think there's a way twice? to do
1: that but make it good?
0: Are you listening to what I'm saying? Because Joel Schumacher did it twice. No, he did not. Yes, he did. He did. He wanted to make Adam West Batman. <laughs> he just had, yeah, but the, he he had the tapestry that Tim Burton had He had created. colors. He
1: had a lot of colors and nipples. That's not Adam West.
0: Yeah, and Dutch angles. And like a Batman credit card. And a Batman credit card. <laughs>
1: that part was... I mean, it, it still makes me laugh. Just, I don't like, like it, but it makes me laugh.
0: I think you look at that with rose-colored glasses because we, we were age-appropriate, but when you go back and watch those and you listen to Joel Schumacher talk about it, he was literally like, I wanted to bring fun back to batman after tim burton made it crappy but they wanted me to keep the fucking aesthetic so i had to use the aesthetic so i turned i turned up the green a lot in the in uh, forever but then in and robin i was able to turn up all the colors yeah (laughs) so it's like that's as close to a 60s batman as we're ever going to get probably is batman and robin and also, it's the crit- '60s Batman is
2: not good. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. It's not. Why does anyone want that? It's unwatchable.
0: <laughs> yeah. If you want to go, if you want some Batman you've never seen, go back and watch the '50s Batman, which is also bad, but at least it's in black and white, and it's campy as fuck, and it's yeah. like just Batman doing detective shit. What about the cartoon But he has guns. (laughs) It's like, fuck you, I'll kill you.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, we'll see what happens with this Flashpoint movie. Maybe it'll give us a new sort of perspective on what Batman can be, and maybe people will start changing their minds about things. But I didn't mind the Robert Pattinson Batman movie. I thought it was pretty good.
0: No, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Except it was
2: too long. It It was like two full movies in one movie.
0: I just didn't like – I don't like um, moody goth Bruce Wayne. But I fully believe that if you take the Gotham TV show, I believe that that version of Bruce Wayne does grow up to be the Robert Pattinson.
2: That TV show is a big pile of shit. <laughs> Whoa!
0: Gotham was great! Gotham, no, it wasn't. Gotham was fine. The, I I'm did a like fucking the girl and I'm going to take over I'm Gotham. A, I'm a girl! That's the female characters over. in
2: that show are, do not exist. They're just... Like they they have a character and then they become evil and they're once they're evil they're just like now it's time for ladies to take and over and they're all God, Commissioner I'm Gordon's ex
0: girlfriends yeah and then they all start <laughs>
2: fucking each other and you're like what is this bullshit show it's so
0: bad and then even Poison Ivy's like I'm grown now Commissioner Gordon you want that's awesome I'm like, really girl fucking weird yeah and he's like you know no. what
1: you've convinced me I'm gonna give you a record deal right now <laughs>
2: oh yeah. <laughs> I'm a girl! Um, um,
0: sorry, let's get back and... try. Yeah, they the mock movie. him,
2: but they're willing to reconsider him if he gets more If experience. he goes
0: out and goes out on his own. So anyway, he goes He goes to the punk bar where Barfino is or wherever the fucking band. They play, and then he goes on stage. He plays I Love nice Rocky Mohawk, Road. Mohawk,
1: by the way. Nice Mohawk.
0: It's the biggest Mohawk I've ever seen. He plays I Love Rocky Road, which is a parody of I Love Rock and Roll. Um, and it's great because... Um, he wins over the audience in this weird way where he goes up. This is based off a true thing that happened yeah. to him. But he got booed off stage in, re- in reality. Yeah. Is what I think happened.
1: They Steve, did not receive it well, no.
0: If you can verify with your list. My list. Uh,
2: uh, it seems the only true thing about this was that Dr. Demento was instrumental in launching his career.
0: Okay. So from what I understand. But he did not
2: come up with adding weird to Al's no. name.
0: From what I understand is um, oh, side note, Michael McKean is the promoter and Patton Oswald is the heckler here. Um I do as I understand it, he they played this they played this show and at a punk bar and got booed off the stage. In this one, he goes up and plays it very meekly, and then his friends start joining to help him, which is a great, there's a gag at the end of this, which I'll get to. Uh, and they blow everybody's mind so hard that big Bertha goes up to the fucking bartender. It's like, I'll take a scoop of rum raisin and a scoop of Rocky road. And the bartender's like, we don't serve ice cream here. And she's <laughs> like, if you don't start serving ice cream here, this bar's going under, uh, which made me laugh. Um, and then they played the song. And then when they're, they're getting cheered, uh, Al's like, why didn't you tell me you guys played instruments? And his friend goes, it didn't seem relevant until now. <laughs> it's like the whole fucking, the whole lead. I, I was... like
1: that little joke too. I did enjoy that little. It didn't
0: joke seem well. relevant until now. It's, a, it's such a good, oh, it's such a good moment. Um, and then Rain Wilson, of course, is in the audience. I don't think he was just in the audience at one of these random shows. Uh, But he was instrumental in building Weird Al's career. That's when they meet in in this movie context. So um, he wants to be, he, he has a conversation with Al after the show and he says, I want, he's like, so you want to be like my mentor? And I like this because it's a layered, it's a layered joke because he says, I want to be your D mentor. Which he's saying to Harry Potter, but he's Dwight from The Office. The Office has a very good joke about Dementors in it. I thought it was like I'm sorry if like I'm So doing... many
1: entendres. So I'm many sorry entendres. <laughs> I
2: don't know if if well if this joke was being crafted if this many layers were being considered in it, but but I guess you're finding them.
1: See that's I mean, the wonderful thing about. I don't life. know what that you're, what that is try, that you're holding.
2: He's trying to show you his oh, office yeah. Lego set. No, I know that there's lots of Dementor jokes in the office, but uh, I don't know if they were considered. Yeah, I was going to say I think trevious. I might be
0: I think I might be stretching a little bit. I Worst doing thing doing about gymnastics. prison was
2: uh, was the Dementors. Dementors.
0: Oh, you had dementors. a little tip of the hat, if you will. <laughs> a little shot of Midori, if you will, was was uh, from the office. Um. Yeah. So he coins the name Weird Al. What if we call you Weird Al Yankovic? Um.
1: No. So wait. 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 I gotta give a quick little honorable mention. Al
0: Yankovic.
1: Uh so long doesn't exactly <laughs> slip off the tongue, does it? And then he makes it even longer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. So then, when well, now we go to the, the probably the most popular part of this movie for for people because it has every cameo. Under the sun. Um, Oh, the grotto party. The grotto party. So they go to this like backyard LA party, um, which is great in in and of itself. They get there. Uh, Dr. Demento has a pink Floyd shirt on, and I think that there's a famous picture of him wearing that pink Floyd shirt, which I think is pretty great. When he shows up, he's like, oh, you brought your band? Okay, fine. Because you get the vibe that Dr. Demento wants to sort of groom Weird Al. Um, during this sequence, we they get there, we see Devo, which is great. Uh, we see somebody playing Elton John. We see somebody playing Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman's played by Loma. Yorma. Ann, by Yorma. Yorma. From, yeah. yeah. Tiny Tim. Do you know who Tiny Tim is without looking?
1: No, I couldn't figure out who. I, I don't even know who that is. Uh, Celebrity wise.
0: Tiny Tim played the ukulele in the 80s and played like Tip. Uh, tiptoeing through the posies or whatever. He just yeah. has like a really
2: weird singing voice.
0: Yeah, he has a really high-pitched singing voice. He's he's part of a. They a use genre his of...
2: music in SpongeBob a lot.
0: Yeah, nice. <laughs> he's part of a genre of music called fringe, and there's a lot of fringe artists. I I would say Weird Al's fringe, but I think he has too much pop notoriety. But there are a lot of fringe artists. Uh, like Wesley Willis is an example of a fringe artist who like got a monicum of fame. Um th- he's played by yeah. Dimitri Martin. Ooh. Dimitri Martin is a c- comedian from the mid two thousands, if you don't know who he is. Uh then we get Oh Alice.
1: yes I do. Yeah, he draws yeah, yeah, the yeah, pictures. Yeah, he yeah.
0: drew the pictures and played guitar. He's got the almost like a huge Dustin nose. Giant, huge nose. We <laughs> don't need to go there. <laughs> Why not? It's giant. Um then we get Gallagher okay. talking to Alice Cooper. Gallagher played by Paul F. Tompkins. That guy's hilarious. Alice Cooper, played by Akiva from Akiva, Lillian. yeah. yeah. Um, so Salvador Dali's talking to um, Conan O'Brien. Who's Conan? Oh, fuck. Andy Warhol. Andy, Andy Warhol. Warhol. Conan O'Brien is Andy Warhol. He, his joke is fine. He says oh, he'll 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 have his fifteen minutes. I don't know yeah. Salvador. I think he
2: was more funny that he was just being a weirdo. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah he was, like he was filming walking with around, like, filming yeah. with his weird sunglasses. They're too small. Um,
0: <laughs> but Sa- who was Salvador Dali? Because Emo I, I That was that Emo one. Phillips, right? Okay. Yeah.
2: We just cool. watched him in the other movie last week.
0: Yeah, but this, the movies are thirty years apart. You didn't recognize <laughs> his weird way of speaking. But he had like an accent on, that's my bad. I should have should have recognized. The next big cameo we get is moments later when Wolfman oh, Jack shows up, Jack Black, and he basically Wolfman challenge- Jack. He basically challenges Weird Al to write a parody. If you're so good, Al, write a parody right now, buddy. Um, and the challenge is to come up with a new parody of another one bites the dust. And that's when John Deacon shows up, and he's like, "Why don't what well, yeah? Why don't you, uh, why don't you do it?" And in this moment, when they do a wide shot of the audience... Kaelin, are you
2: strangling someone off camera? What are
0: you doing? No, I'm trying to do the fart sounds.
2: Oh, it looks like you're trying to murder somebody right next to your phone.
0: <laughs> I get
1: one? Shut up! No, inappropriate. And were, were the fart sounds not coming up? Can you hear that?
2: I got one.
0: <laughs> best segment best segment, best segment. Uh, that's going to live in infamy forever The uh, what we got here though is we see um, John Deacon, Frank Zappa played by I don't know I don't think anybody
1: you gotta let your skin fat do all the jo- all the work
0: <laughs> all the jogging is that what you're going to say <laughs> uh, we see Elvira and we see the lady from the B-52s whose name escapes me um but, yeah, we just get him playing... Um,
2: Elvira's in there? Yeah. Yeah.
0: The Mistress of Darkness of or darkness, whatever. Of yeah. Darkness, yeah.
2: I know who Elvira is. I just didn't notice her.
0: She was off to the left. Well, it was... Uh,
1: yeah.
2: I noticed Divine.
0: Oh, yeah, and Divine's there, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's one of those scenes where if you went back and watched it, you could find other people every time. To a degree, but so he so they play the another album. one rides the bus another one rides the bus was uh is a song that's from his first album that's recorded with just um it was recorded on a suitcase the drums were recorded on a suitcase it's just suitcase and accordion the
1: the accordion case yeah
0: yeah the accordion case um just like in this which i what th- which was done on a talk show i think it might have been i think
1: it was dr Demento's show was it dr I Demento's I, show I, be wrong.
0: I thought it I was like or something though but the the story kind of goes that they didn't have a drum set and they were like we'll just play it bermuda's like i'll just beat on a on the accordion case and they recorded a version of that for their for, for weird Al's first album nice and uh but in this that song does have the little like you know slide whistles and kazoos and stuff and this yeah. is the other weirdo fringe artists playing their like slide whistles and kazoos so john deacon then offers them to play live aid the and tomorrow his, show the tomorrow show okay like a morning shitty morning show
2: some talk show that i've probably seen at some point in my life but don't recall when you're we hi yes
0: Yeesh. so uh, i mean <laughs> so then we get the the scene with um the sequence with quinta brunson playing oprah uh weird owl on oprah this reminded me a lot of that scene in the complete Isle where they're just loading things into his hotel yeah um, but in this we get sort of i want those
1: hawaiian shirts so bad i'm like so a jealous whole
0: accompaniment that of whole hawaiian shirts.
1: closet of hawaiian shirts what um, a what a holy grail
0: uh she kind of in summation asks him he's got five platinum records at this point, but kind of asks him about the his family and you know he's like, you know, my family are fine but then that prompts him to call his mom. She's unfazed by his fame. Um and then she makes it very clear that the dad hates Weird Al's <laughs> music. Like he made me, me to tell you very line, specifically that uh, he hates your music and doesn't want to mostly
1: hear. Mostly, he wants you to know he's definitely not proud of you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wrote that down because it just another great parenting advice moment. La- I laughed my ass off. It's time.
0: a great parenting moment. So then we go into uh, Weirdos Hotel. He seems very lonely. Um Doctor Demento is just kind of living there. He's eating chips and guac. Weird Al's like, Can you just go to another room, please? And Dr. <laughs> Demento's like, Come over here, we have to have a talk. And he's he's like, you know, you gotta don't let things you gotta let things roll off your back a little bit more here, have some guacamole. And he kind of tries to mentor dementor him a bit. Uh and then at the end of the at the end of mentoring him, he's kinda like, And you know what? You gotta expand your mind and you gotta just think about things outside the box. And Weird Al's like what are you talking about he's like this is laced with lsd so then we get the obligatory to that
1: point right quick if you guys ever have the opportunity can you slip me something and don't tell me about it so that i can be surprised can i start tripping out of surprise
0: i would appreciate that i would never drug you i'm sorry
1: No, no 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 as long as it's something that is fine it's fine
0: i would never drug you I get it. I get what you're saying. I would just never do that to anybody, no matter what. It's illegal. Uh, <laughs> it's illegal. And also no, it's but I'm giving you unethical. the okay now, so it's not illegal. No, it's, it's, um... Trust me, dude. Kaylin, I'm
2: sure you can find somebody else in your life to uh, accomplish that goal for you that <laughs> yeah. isn't either of us.
1: His drug... mean, you guys are pretty far. You guys want to move here? Uh, no.
0: When I'm there, I do, but when I'm not there, I don't. Um... <laughs> um His drug trip is basically hell, but he's going between the hell of his dad being like, you'll never accomplish anything. and sort of the heaven of seeing Dr. Demento floating in in the sky with a third eye and being like, you have to eat all of this bran, which is confusing at first. And if you don't know anything about Weird Al's music... Um, you'd be like, why is he talking about food so much? And he's like, you know, have some more chicken. Have some more spam. It doesn't matter if it's baked or hammed.
1: You know what that remind me of? Um, how like in Forrest Gump, they take like uh, you know, pop culture type things and put a spin on the origin of the. or whatever. That's a good you point, want.
0: actually. They kind of take all of Weird Al's little pop culture moments and add nonsensical backstory to them. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Like, they kind of, like, not, there's no person called Forrest Gump who went through history creating all of these things. But this, exactly. This, you know, you're blowing my mind a little bit because this almost feels like the, there's, like, weird, like, in the DNA of the movie, Forrest Gump is kind of there. But for (sighs) just specifically Weird Al's career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But anyway, this is how he comes up with the 100% original song, Eat It. uh, Also,
1: fucking. Jack, Daniel Radcliffe, looking good, buddy. So yeah. Oh, the, quick it, question. The face melting—is that uh—is that Raiders of the Lost Ark? Is that what that's parroting?
0: I don't know. Maybe it looked exactly like it, but it was like his, his face was melting because it was an acid trip. Also, yeah. Um, the. The thing here is, at the end, it's like, you have to come up with this song, and you'll be born again. And he cracks out of an egg, soaked, chiseled, just all abs, all like, abs from his neck to his fucking taint. Um, an
1: eight-pack, if you will. fucking 20-pack. Not fucking six-pack.
0: Six he, he must have already been in crazy shape, but they were probably like, can you just get crazy jacked for this? <laughs> he just... Can you just get fucking Mac from It's Always Sunny shredded? Can you just get When they just...
1: put oil on you, it makes the shot the the light bend so you, it looks that much better. That's
0: why wrestlers put baby oil on. <laughs> but they had to stop they had to stop doing that for a while in WWE because uh it gets on the ropes and <laughs> when people climb the ropes, it's slippery. Slip. Yeah. Ooh. So they they That's kind not of good. they don't let everybody baby oil up anymore. Um, and you can see between matches, and when you go to a WWE show, you can see people come out and like wipe the ropes down. It's crazy, like a strip club. <laughs> <Ugh>. um, <laughs> hey, a couple. Of I times mean, that's basically
2: what wrestling is. Uh, it is kind of like same thing. Yeah. It's a performance to it's music, sports and entertainment.
0: The... Yeah, it's strip clubs, professional wrestling, finger skating—all sports entertainment.
1: Uh, <laughs> Yo, finger skating pretty wild. I saw it once.
0: Seen, seen a few times so he goes into the um back to the scotty bros and he's like i got this original song 100 original that i came up with called eat it
2: Ding, dee, 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 dee,
0: dee, dee. and that's the thing about that song after i watched this movie today i was walking around the house going
1: i like his little exchange with will forte when he tells him he can't smoke in
0: there yeah
1: badass give me your hand you badass badass
0: so it's 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 funny because in the first time you see will forte he's like giving it to him he's like you're you suck and you're ugly and you're the worst and this time he's super submissive about it he's like Uh, well, you know fine and uh, that's when madonna shows up madonna wants to get that weird owl bump that quinta brunson brought up in the, the oprah interview and, and now is... he
2: only does his own original music, so he says yeah. no.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm an original songwriter
0: now. Also, there's a funny moment here where they show the Eat It video, but with Daniel Radcliffe's like face uh kind of deep faked onto it, and it looks really weird, but I couldn't
1: like so I was watching that and I couldn't figure out if they remade the video and like it, like no. actually remade it, remade it like all of it. It's a deep or if that was an original it's, it's, video,
0: it's definitely the original because of how it, like the grain. Yeah, no, the grain was was uh, not it was put onto it, but you can tell that it's the original because everything else around his face. Right, because that's Weird Al, but with somebody deep faked onto him. Um. This is where we get the Doctor D'Amato trying to tell him that like Zeppelin wants to open for you. Um, he's like, no, fuck them. And then it's like, <laughs> but we want we wants to be the new James Bond. He's like, I'm not going to be the new James Bond or the new Indiana Jones. Hard like, pass. Yeah, Pablo Escobar loves you as well and wants you to go play a show for him. And then we get him. They get they show a picture a video of him doing. I love Rocky Road where they're shooting the guns off, which was pretty fun. Ricky. No, no, no. They do the Ricky. or Ricky. Yeah. Hey, Ricky. (laughs) Hey, Ricky. (laughs) (laughs) Also,
1: can I say that for anyone out there who someone's having a conversation with you and you and someone else are making out, it's really weird and annoying and awkward and annoying.
0: (laughs) I think that's what they were trying to hit home. Kind of like a Yoko Ono thing. Um, where they're like so in love that they can't like focus on anything so then we find out that this oh yeah so they're at dinner they get a call from weird all gets a call from scotty bro saying you know i don't want to alarm you but this uh um, i'm an up-and-coming star michael jackson who in this i assuming this movie took place in 1984 was like the already like the biggest star just the kid version um he's got or the teen like the justin bieber version um of michael jackson where he has the song it's parody of your song called beat it and weird i was like what about eggs what is it about eggs it's like, no, it's about be- uh, beating people up or not getting into a fight. I don't know, <laughs> which I thought was
1: funny. That was hilarious. That part made me laugh. It's like, uh, I don't really know. It's like about fighting or not fighting. <laughs> or not anything. fighting,
0: not getting into a fight. And then Weird Al says, what kind of sick freak would write a song that already exists with different lyrics? <laughs> <laughs> and then Madonna's like, you know, I see you spiraling, and I, you know what helps when you're spiraling is alcohol. And she gets him hooked on alcohol because what she's trying to do is sink her... Think fain- her sinker claws into Tuck bits. yep, so she can get the weird album. Um, so now he's uh, it's backstage at the concert, the big concert that they're about to have. Um, he's wasted, he, he, he's you know, so
1: wasted he can't even give her the Yankovic
0: book. Hey, <laughs> oh, wait. because he does actually, yeah, he does try to come up with a parody right there on the spot and can't do it. And he just yells at all of his bandmates that he could replace. He's like, you think you could play the drums for me? I could replace you with a drum machine. You think you can play guitar? I'll replace you with a guitar machine. You think you could replace, I'll replace you with some sort of machine as well. That was good. I liked it and I enjoyed it. And then he decides to drive his car and she's like, take your keys. She planned it the whole time. She was like,
1: Oh, he's going to get in an accident. There's going to be a doctor, surgeon, rhymes with virgin. She could I'm well, going to initiate he says,
0: the In this scene he says nothing right. He's like, "Uh, ah, nothing rhymes with virgin." And it's it, does she know the whole time that surgeon Did she could have just told him. She's like, "What are you, what are you saying?" But I guess No, she's more diabolical than that's that. That's true. She's she very, had
1: to incept him.
0: She is very diabolical. Um, that's when he drives the car, he's on every radio station during the, while he's driving, which I thought was funny. Um, then that's where he gets into a car crash and it catches up from the, the stuff from the beginning. Um, and he's, he wakes up, they like pronounce him dead and he wakes up and it's basically like, get me a pen. And you get, we get like a surgeon transitions to, he's back on stage. He does the song and um for his encore he's going to play eat it and he goes back and comes out and he does the jim, the jim morrison, morrison yeah jim yeah. M- morrison this is the end bit which which did really happen in jim morrison did this where he was gonna like he was his dick out. well he, what happened was he was being ex- you couldn't swear on stage in the 60s like you couldn't go up there and just say whatever you wanted so the police were like ready to tackle him and he just skirted the line enough that he was able to record the original (laughs) this is the end which you can get like bootleg versions of um where he just loses his mind on stage very similar to this yeah Yeah. here it's like you want to see it i'm gonna whip it out and he pulls out his accordion and yeah that's when they're at, they, they're at a diner next, and... <laughs> uh, did you have something to interject there? No, we're, no, no. I we're, just getting like we're getting close. We're getting close. I'm trying to take us to the end here. Um, Do it. Then we get... Madonna and and, uh, and Al are having a conversation um, at a diner after about how, you know, she wants that bump still. Um, he's got the idea... And then some goons come and this is where they grab her and take her into a van and weird al fights like john wick fully kung fu fights these people or like action movie fights these people and uh don't don't hurt me (laughs) (laughs) and it ends with like that like the guy who the big bald guy who comes to the kitchen is in so many things He's even in the office in the uh, threat level midnight. He's the guy that comes at the very beginning to, like, take Michael out. Um, but he f- put Weird Al puts his head in, like, a panini press and hits the ding, order up. Loved it. And what's the line from that you liked from UHF um, during the Rambo part? Like, you shouldn't have messed with me or whatever. Because I think it's the same line that he says when he runs out of the diner. You shouldn't have messed with me. That's what you get for messing with me. I don't remember. Something like that. Anyway. Well,
2: we basically have a updated version of that scene. Where he Coming flies up. to Colombia. Yeah. And <laughs> goes on a rampage to break into Pablo Escobar's compound. Where he confronts the drug lord. And kills him. The guy that plays Pablo. Hilarious.
0: Yeah, so this... this Just in a nutshell, this what happens is he goes. He confronts Pablo Escobar, who... I think the funniest part of this scene is, like, the mariachi band is playing for his birthday, and he's like, hold on, let me turn down the music, and pulls out a gun and shoots them all. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought... Arturo Castro. Yeah. Uh, it Paul is a huge fan. He talks about how he has all his albums from the Columbia music. 12, which is 12 albums for a penny. Well, it's a great deal. Um... Isn't
1: uh, the U.S. dollar more than the Colombian penny, or some shit like that?
0: No. Do you remember Columbia House? Uh, ah, yeah, they're making a
2: funny, kind uh, of dated joke. Yeah, extremely dated joke. Grew up that in one. That one understand.
1: definitely went over my head for sure.
2: Um, yeah, you get like a pamphlet in the mail, and you could get like ten discs for ten CDs, or you, sometimes they would do movies. My, like mom, yeah, yeah. my
0: mom my by got that that, like yeah. but
2: then you have to like subscribe to them for a year or some weird thing i don't remember how it worked
0: but i think it worked by you had you got the records for a penny and then you kept what you wanted but most people didn't send any of them back because they were rubes and then they you would get billed for 12 records or 12 albums and then it oh, sh-
1: like those, uh, those, uh, trial offer things that you get online these days. Yeah. Yo, to all the viewers out there, if you ever get a trial offer and you want to try it, make sure you call their customer service no, to tell them to stop it. You don't you have to it. call
0: them, you just go online and you order it and then cancel it immediately. Cause most, most or maybe
1: it's how about online? What do I know? I'm an old man. Look at these gray hairs.
0: I'm older than you. I like
2: how you pointed <laughs> to one specific spot on your. Yeah. head.
0: I literally have, like, one gray hair right here. I'm older (laughs) than you, Kalen. You just went gray when you were 22. (laughs) Uh, Oh, man. Uh, Anyway, yeah, I wrote The Gun Stuff Reminds Me of UHF because he fully rambos in there. Um, he He tells them they can leave if he plays a concert. Al's like, I'm not your monkey. They have a bit more of a back and forth. And then he says, okay, you can just leave then and then he's like nope actually I was lying and shoots Weird Al Weird Al has the t- the six platinum records on which keeps him platinum. from platinum um and then he's like hey, hey look I've got these platinum records and also hey Pablo and throws one of them and it goes into his head and it looks so good <laughs> it looks so real uh I was really impressed I was really impressed with that part. And then we get this like really on brand weird all moment where he's like, Oh, hold on a second. I go get my, my record back. And he leans down behind the desk and he like, you hear like a squelching sound and him pulling out. And he's like, Oh, gross, gross, gross. Oh, it's really in there. Ugh. Yeah. Um, and as he's leaving, Madonna's like, you know, we could just take this whole empire for ourselves. Nobody's ever going to know. And, uh, i was like no i'm gonna go back as it back. stands weird al has nine platinum records there nice. you go so there's a monicum of truth for for that because at the time he must have had there must be a sort of truth to that
2: and then also like almost all of his other records except for the ones that came out later went gold yeah like almost every
0: single one it's that's like a million sold and the it, platinum's like 10 million or something or 10 million and is the gold ones, and 100 the ones million. that
2: didn't are like polka party
0: <laughs> yeah which is <laughs> a great like, album uh,
2: and the UHF soundtrack he also did but that didn't get anything
0: yeah cuz uh, UHF was a commercial failure because of fucking batman
2: UHF was great
1: and it was just bad timing yeah. i i don't know if it was just because of Batman, but <laughs>
0: Because of fucking Tim Burton, it
1: was it was it was ahead of its time. You know, see the problem with being a trailblazer is you gotta wait for everyone else to catch up.
0: Fucking slow,
1: folks. What are you doing, poking so slow back
0: there? To be fair, though, um, Bad Hair works. Day double platinum. Yeah, <laughs> see, that's what I, was, I think he peaked at Bad Hair Day, and that's why they so beat. did Appaloosa actually, or Alapalooza. Alapalooza. Sorry. Well, yeah, that was a huge album for him too i remember that being like me being like anticipating his album coming out era yeah um so he goes he goes so he like leaves the jungle and he, he's like i know what i had to do
1: also madonna's a terrible shot
0: yeah okay sorry i went i went too far so he's trying to leave and she's like i'll kill you you know too much and he's like you he won't and she's just shooting at him wildly i don't think it's that he sh- she's a terrible shot i think it's that she loves him and doesn't want to kill him i think what's the implication there Ugh. but uh he as he's leaving the voiceover he's like i had seen so many things i'd been in- introduced to the illuminati i w- i knew the secrets <laughs> about the moon landing and jfk and the truth about jfk but i knew there was one thing i had to do and he goes to the factory And then we get the funny scene where the guy's like, what you do here is you just turn this to the left. And then when it goes green, you pull the lever. And then when it goes red, you turn the lever up and you turn the thing the other way. He's like, what? So he does it once and then he presses a button. And then a guy gets pulled slowly into like a grinder or something, which is so fucking good. So I do funny. like
1: that we from the beginning we don't know what he makes at the factory, and he's like, "You'll find out when you work there." He finally works there, and he's like, what do we make here? And, <laughs> and the, the guy's guy like, laughs, laughs
0: his ass off. Yeah, your dad said you your dad were funny. Dad said you
1: were a funny one.
0: Yeah. So the dad comes in, and we get the like the heart to heart moment where he's like, "You know, I didn't, I didn't tell you about this." while well, he's like you know what i'm proud of you i'm wearing a hawaiian shirt now then they're at the dinner table and he gives him he tells him this long story about how he followed his whole career and he loved him meanwhile so every time a, a, a song comes up in this movie weird Al has this like anime moment where he like has an epiphany and it's like that's gonna be the song name but his mom is is feeding him the lines to the to fat
1: i'm fat I know it
0: you know it you know and he's like whatever mom we get it you put on a couple pounds it's fine it it doesn't matter which I thought was like that's a subverted turn of the hat or whatever you keep saying turn of the wheel turn Turn of of the table table, Yeah,
1: tip of the hat
0: the tip of the hat and a turn of the table Um, yes he's like whatever and the dad's like and you you know you think the subversion is that he's gonna come up with eat it and that's gonna you know the movie's almost over at this point and what happens is he opens a thing and a thing falls to the ground and the dad's like don't read that don't read that and it turns out that when his the reason why he hates the accordion so much is because when he was a boy he was amish and in the amish like religion and community you there's no technology or music or anything so they do get an opportunity to see those things called rumspringa and he did Rumspringa, and when he went out there, Rumspringa is like you get to go and just sow, sow your wild oats, you get to experience the city and the technology and the people and just fucking lose your mind for like a month or whatever. And then decide if you want to go back to like the Amish. Like Like what?
1: I think it's called Shambhala. It's in BC.
0: Oh, I don't know. Anyway, decide if you want to go back to the Amish community, or... Uh, Go into like society and the dad found an accordion and it turns out that he got good at the accordion but when he brought the accordion back to his community they shunned him so he also wrote parodies during this time as well he had like little ditties so this song is basically the blueprints to amish paradise which makes no sense because gangsta's paradise didn't come out till like 1995 in-world we're still in 1985, or possibly still 1984, and this is where things get a little dicey if they haven't been dicey already.
1: Beep, beep. Right quick, though, I just gotta say, we get another great parenting advice. I thought I could crush your ideas <laughs> before they could become dreams.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I like that you... <laughs> I like that you kept track of like the dad being horrible because it's really fucking good. I that one was a good one.
1: That one was yeah. That one
0: was good one. Um Yeah, so basically we just get a like a flash sideways to him performing Amish Paradise uh somehow in the 80s. Um we we get a shot of a guy lo- who looks like Coolio like mad in the audience. And um yeah, he performs at the Grammys and then when they he he wins the Grammy for best record and then um he gets assassinated by a, one of Madonna's cronies. She's like, you know. And that's how Weird Al died in 1985. He died at the Grammys in 1985. And uh, rest in or peace, with- Weird Al. Or did he because we get it like a a mcu style like post credits like right before the credits actually start remind me
1: of like uh friday the 13th or something or
0: yeah where he's not dead well before that too i'd wanted to an honorable mention to the uh like the mo like the pictures from his life that just start with like a picture of him as a kid The a real ones, of his, yeah, and then it gets <laughs> picture of him with uh, picture of Ronald Reagan, like being like, "Oh, I can't believe Weird Al is dead." They it <laughs> just get crazier and crazier. Also, the cameos in the Grammy scene in the audience, there's a bunch of them too. There's like a Cindy Lauper and uh, his actual wife is sitting next to um, the we,
1: C- CEO. Yeah, Isn't when, they, sh- when they show true. the
0: record producer guy who's played by Weird Al, his actual wife is sitting in there. Yeah. We also get a, a parody of. Diana Ross and Hulk Hogan, who present yeah. the award to him. Um, yeah, Madonna kills him. She's still, at, like, the Weird Al died in 1985 at the Grammys. Um, yeah, he dies. And then we get the final shot of her going to his gravestone and a hand coming up. So they could make a sequel to this if they wanted to. I doubt they will, but. They could fabricate some more things. So that's the end of uh, the movie. We're right on time End here.
1: credit scene. I like it when movies have end credit scenes now. Like, yeah. It, it's to look forward to.
0: The end credits were like worth watching, too, because the song at the end is good. But uh,
1: Yes, you're absolutely right. So I was watching this, waiting for the... I was letting the credits roll uh, so to eventually get to the MPAA number which i forget if i said it on the recording or the pre-show but no mpa mpa number but i was i was i was letting it roll waiting for it and i normally like with any other movie it's just some whatever song and what was i thinking not to think to pay attention to what he would put as a final song mm-hmm. and so it's playing and then all of a sudden like i started to pay attention a little bit I was like oh He's, make, he's doing a parody. He's, it's so meta! It's so meta!
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right. So let's go into our final thoughts here. Uh, Steve, we'll start with you.
2: Final thoughts. Um, I guess I'll do my what went well and what could have done better first. Uh, I think that in terms of a fun narrative and a... Uh, you know, an aping on a biopic because biopics, I always think are really up their own butt a lot of the yeah. time, and I don't really like them. So I, I, I completely enjoyed the idea of them being like, let's just roast all of these types of movies. I know that some people absolutely love them, but I despise them. And anytime I'm forced to watch, you know, the story of fucking Elvis or some shit, like I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I think you remember how I felt about James Dean. <laughs> we talked about it on this show. Uh, I'm actually excited
0: yeah. to watch the Elvis movie, but yeah, go ahead.
2: Oh, I'm not talking specifically about the new one. I haven't seen it, so I can't say that it's bad, but I uh, I just think that Elvis was a bad person, and why do we glorify him still on this goddamn day? That's true. He married a 15-year-old, guys, uh, <laughs> when he was a full-grown man. So uh, anyway, let's talk about this movie. What went well? That entire concept and just making it a ridiculous idea, similar to something like the Walk Hard, that like we were talking about earlier, or Popstar.
1: Like that again.
2: Um, but uh, yeah, what could have been better? Um, I would have liked to have seen more cameos spread out. I think a little bit across it. I think these types of movies lend themselves really well to having cameos placed strategically, and there were a lot, and there were a fun, you know, appearances here and there. But outside of that one scene where they clearly just called everybody that day and was like, "Can you guys meet at this house?" <laughs> they probably shot that in a neighborhood where they all live. <laughs> They're like, "Who lives around <laughs> <Yeah>. here?" Conan, <laughs> you want to come be Andy Warhol for a couple hours? Um, so yeah, it would have been nice, nice to see a little bit more of that here and there but again they did an admirable job of doing that either way um, but yeah the movie overall I enjoyed it Um don't have a ton to say about it just because you know we basically walked through the entire story um, but it's good it's good enjoyable I recommend it um, I think it's probably my favorite of the three um, sequentially going backwards in the timeline it's probably this UHF and then the complete owl um, just because again the complete owl is not a movie <laughs> it's just a collection <laughs> of things it felt like we were watching a special features DVD that would be a part of like one of these other two movies but uh, yeah I, I give this movie um I don't know, a secret backstory that your dad never told you about. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then one day he tells you and you're like, wow, that was amazing.
0: Nice, I that's like good. That. I like that a lot. Uh, Kalen, why don't you hit us with your final thoughts?
2: You got it, birthday boy. I'm the
0: birthday boy.
1: Um, <clears throat> for 45 so, more minutes. If <laughs> if this was the last thing we were to get from Weird Al, what a great note to go out on. Uh, it's Easily consumable for fans and non-fans alike. And I wouldn't be surprised if Weird Al experienced the Yankovic bump after this movie. And I would be happy if ever there was a Hidisto bump to movies because of us.
0: Maybe one day.
1: Um, great acting. Great editing, lots of fun. Uh for my what went well, I put Daniel Radcliffe. I was uh hypnotized or whatever. I could not think of an even better. I couldn't. I couldn't think of one. I made a note, think of one during the pod. Still couldn't think of one. I enjoyed this movie. And I there I had no there was nothing that took me out of it. There was nothing that brought me down. I enjoyed it front to back. Um, <clears throat> I hope they make a physical copy because this is a buy and I give it a chase your dreams, don't let anyone stop you, and be as weird as you want.
0: Wow, fairly poignant from Kalen this week! Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> first and foremost, I'd like to thank you guys for indulging me once again. Another year where I'm like. It's high concept a little bit to try to do this. I think I enjoyed this one more than last year. Probably more than last year. It was a (laughs) lot of Trey Parker, Matt Stone last year, I will say. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, out of the music videos we saw from The Complete Owl and including in UHF, um, and I would go so far as to say the music video for another one rides the bus. I guess in this movie, did you guys have a favorite music video? For me, it's always going to be Dare to Be Stupid. Honorable mention to um, <clears throat> the uh, the love song.
2: I like you know what? the Star Wars one. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't. I don't mean. Adam. I don't
0: mean overall. I mean from these uh, movies. No, I don't know. Okay, but uh, that's if that's fair. If you don't care that much. About the songs that were in. If your favorite one is the the saga begins, and that's perfectly right. I had the
1: Yoda one.
0: I no. so I've told you guys before that I don't
2: really like music videos, and Weird Al doesn't really do anything in his music videos that are different than other music videos that right. exist in his era. He's he's aping on them and making fun of them, and I think that it's funny that he does all the things that I don't like about music videos in order to like basically make a commentary on like, isn't this dumb? (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, that is dumb. Um, so I don't really have a favorite one, but I do, you know, I like, I like fat as well when he gets really fat. (laughs) (laughs) Slower and slower, but yeah, that one wasn't in any of the movies either. So right. No, my answer is no. (laughs)
0: <laughs> there was a hat tip to it in this one. There was a hat tip to it in this one. And I thought that's where they were, the first time I watched it, I was like, Oh, they're gonna do the fat music video." But it's like no Amish yeah. Paradise, which makes no sense I also
2: to save time when we were doing the complete owl, I kinda skipped through most of the music videos. Oh, I absolutely skipped the music videos
0: because yeah. I had seen I've seen them a million times. I know what the yeah. they, they don't have anything really to talk about in them because it's just a song. Oh. Yeah. Um Caitlin, did you have anything to to add before I move on here?
1: The so when uh, I remembered when it came on the dare to be stupid and all the like the kind of like eighties kind of flash and eighties kind of editing and all the like kind of little background stuff. I actually really did enjoy that. The other <clears throat> the other video, what was the one that was uh, a spoof on dire straits, uh, money that's, for nothing. That's
0: uh yeah, that's um Beverly Hills uh Beverly Hills fam- Beverly Hill Billy's i think i like that one from uhf
1: like from watching like watching them yeah
0: and i kind of realized that like if you like all the whole movie uhf is just a music video an extended music video, (laughs) yeah with interludes yeah just a one giant interlude for that music video um all right well my final thoughts i didn't write anything down because i just wanted to talk about um how i love weird al which I did a lot. I think I covered everything I wanted to cover, even just talking about these movies. Um, this movie is very special to me because when I saw the original trailer, I was like, they'll never they'll never make that because back when they like 10 years oh. ago, they didn't just make cool things like this all the time. they kind of do that now more more and more over the years like they they people find budgets to make cool things. and the last of us is a great example of them finally making a video game movie that their video game tv show that like is true to the content and i feel like this movie is exactly what weirdo a weirdo biopic should be it should be equal parts comedy mel brooks um absurdist it should be equal parts like it had a bit of heart to it you know there's like a redemption arc for Weird Al he gets becomes an alcoholic and has to like work his way back up and realize that the music's in him whether he does parody or original music he you know he rekindles his relationship with his father him and his mom have that relationship that they have like there's a bit of heart there right like even though it is a pretty hard comedy and it really just I don't know it reminds me of something that I always wanted and never had and then now exists what went well? The m- whole movie. The whole movie went well. I don't think there's that there's any real slow parts. I don't. Weirdly enough, I don't like the like part where they go to South America, where they go to Mexico. Like, it didn't like take me out of it. Um, <clears throat> but I guess my even better would be like me- that part didn't really resonate with me. I wanted more in canon stuff, and even the like. As funny as the Amish Paradise bit is, the fact that that song didn't come out for ten year t- t- for, like for another ten years, I almost may have preferred them to just do Eat It. But the like bait and switch is so good that I wouldn't change much about this movie. My rating is four to five, easy four to five, and my real rating is <clears throat> like you know that thing of when like you're making a sandwich and the radio starts skipping. And then you have an epiphany to write a song about a sandwich meat. That's what yeah, happens to me all the time. That's my, but I mean,
2: I'm not even joking. I walk around my house, making songs up all the time. Songs <laughs> yes. I'll never share.
0: Me either. Me too. Uh, me either. And me too. So I thought
2: of
1: a, I thought of a segment because of this movie, which I'm not sure if it'll be able to play out later on, but what was the, the, the origin or the original thought that sparked the movie do you know what i mean so like this one was that little spoof yeah. thing that they did right
0: we talk about that a little bit sometimes like when, when we talk about like um what it, what the original script might have looked like john carpenter right. is like a good realm to talk true. about those things yeah yeah, because yeah. it just seems like john carpenter might come up with a concept to work backwards sometimes <laughs> yeah but uh yeah that's our that's my birthday month and i'd like to thank you guys for Woo! coming along i need on... a noisemaker <empirically> I <need>
1: some
0: <regierung> um yeah. Thank you so much. And uh for for Kaelin and Steven, I'm Jason.
2: For Jason for and for Kaelin, I am Steven.
1: And for Steven and Jason, I'm Kellen. And, and I have to what? ask
0: I have to ask the question mil- Wait a
1: second. What did Steven say?
0: He said it. He did it right. Did he? Yep. Yes. Did and he say you were me? Yeah, he no. said. It. No.
1: I'm a crazy person?
0: And hey,
2: did you see this one? <laughs> you were probably just thinking of what you were going to say next in your head while I was saying it. <laughs> and <laughs> I hey, what I was saying.
0: did you see this one? <laughs>
2: hey,
1: did you see this one? Uh, hey, did you see this one? <laughs> no.
2: This is meant to mean.
1: Hey, who did see this one?
2: No. Take three.
0: Take it again, Uh, boy.
1: And he tipped his hat like so.